This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle time. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 16. We are back in your motherfucking ears for a slightly different show tonight. We're taking on a real hobby focus here tonight. So just quickly, some housekeeping. Myself and Tubbs was recently on uh, YouTube, Doom and Darkness's channel, covering off the Notorious GT list review show. So if you're more of a gamer, if you're wanting sort of technical breakdown, or somewhat technical breakdown, I don't know, it was a Saturday night, we were both drinking, fucking deal with it. Check out Doom and Darkness on YouTube. Much love and thanks again to Doom and Darkness. In this episode, however, we're focusing on the hobbyists. So we've interviewed a handful of hobbyists that are coming to Notorious GT who had thought would, they would want to share in uh, their hobby and talk about what they've been working on and so on and so forth. So we've got on local lads, Bo Patterson, Matty Watkinson, Reagan, Sloan. We did do a recording with Tim Lynn, the godfather of Warhammer AOS in New Zealand. But unfortunately, Tim's recording got pretty scrambled, and we couldn't pull it apart, so it was coherent. We also have international superstar Liam Burnett Blue from Shadowhammer and Oz Hammer, or something along those lines. Some YouTube show he does with the coach. Anyway, in this show, we just have a general chat to them about what they're doing, what they're working on, and what they're looking forward to. So on with the show. Welcome to another painting and talking episode session. Not sure what we're calling these just yet, but I'm going to wing it. So I am, so it's Big Sean, back in your ears. I am here talking with the wonderful Matt Watkinson. Matt, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So I'm probably not going to do a lot of talking in this episode uh, or in this little segment. I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions of Matt about uh, why he's coming to Notorious, well, who he is, why he's coming to Notorious, what he's bringing, and what he's looking forward to, and what he's proud of, and so on and so forth, amongst his army. So Matt's one of our local painters here, um, by way of Liverpool, as you can probably tell from his accent. Uh, He's won a number of hobby awards and gaming awards since been in New Zealand for two years, three years? Yeah, just over two years now, about two and a half years. Yeah, so you've you've been here for a bit, you've made an impact on the scene, you're well-known and you're well-liked, mate, so... We thought we'd have you on. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just crack on into it. So who is Matty Watkinson? Well, um, it's kind of the same old story as most gamers. Um, discovered Warhammer when I was a kid and played it. And then you discover all the other things that make life really fun. And you kind of put the toys away <laughs> for a couple of years and then got back into it. And... Um, me and my wife decided to move to New Zealand a couple of years ago and um, luckily enough there's a really awesome AOS scene over here so got got straight into it and I've met some really cool guys and yeah it's been sweet, it's been great. Awesome, great to hear. So you're coming to Notorious GT like a lot of the locals are uh, which is awesome, it's good to, to have that community support. So what are you bringing to Notorious GT? And why are you bringing it? So I'm going to be bringing my Iron Jaws army. Um, Normally 
I lean more towards the competitive side of the game, but I also really like pushing my painting limits and the Iron Jaws have been a really long-term project of mine and I, it was one of those projects when I always felt oh, I'm never going to get this finished, it's just going to go on for years and years. So I actually thought, stop fucking around and just set a deadline to get it finished to stop driving myself crazy with it. So I set the deadline for Notorious and I thought, like, obviously Iron Jaws are not the most competitive army, but they are really good fun to play and I've done a fairly good paint job on them. So I thought I'd get them finished for the events and rock them out and hopefully compete for a couple of the painting awards and just have a really good time with the lads. I mean, that's that's the main reason why I'm going to Notorious. I mean, it, it's an awesome scene. And if I'm playing a relatively straightforward army, I can spend more time on the social side of things. Um, so anything else that happens on the table is just a bonus, really. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great, man. It's great. We've had um, a few people reach out saying the same. They just want to come because they want to hang out with their mates, which I think is a huge part of Warhammer. So so you're bringing your Iron Jaws. You've sort of gone over as to why. I mean, you do have a lovely painted Zench army as well, which you've had since Zench came out. However, I think that was always sort of overlooked because you were playing, you've been playing them since D-Day, I guess, <laughs> since when Zench started. And it was just overlooked because everyone was like, oh, filthy Zench player. <laughs> <laughs> But the army's awesome, and I think you won an award or two with it. Didn't you win something recently at Pinecon? Um, yes, uh, I don't. I'm not. Can't, I can't actually remember now. I uh, yeah, we were <laughs> yeah we were pretty drunk that weekend. So, <laughs> but um, I have I have won a painting award at some point for the Zinch, which was which was really cool because that was in my eyes like a speed painting project. So I could actually get an army on the table in in less time than a year. So, so to to win anything with it was awesome. But um, yeah, just just felt like a change. Um, Zinch is pretty fun now that it's had its changes. But yeah, I've I've always been a destruction player at heart. So it's just nice to get the Iron Jaws out. Yeah, when you moved over, you brought over your Greenskin Army, I believe it was, and a lot of it was old world miniatures, from what I recall. Um, so the Zinch is awesome because he's it's a wicked model range. There's a lot of skin on it though, which scares me. But there's a lot of bright colours, which I love because I'm easily distracted. So, <laughs> you know, you know. But your Iron Jaws you've had for a while, and I know you've played them on and off, and they're they're looking pretty fucking good these days. Um, I know there's been a lot of work on it. So, going into that topic, so what have you been? How have you been? Because you're wanting to take the painting seriously, as you've said at Notorious. Uh, we have a number of awards for painting. So, what have you done as a painter? preparing for an event like Notorious with his expanded painting categories? So I've done quite a few things with the Iron Jaws really. Um, I've tried, the main thing I wanted to do when I went into the project was to try and up my painting game really. Um, just, just to try a few different techniques to see how far I could go. And most of those were kind of like weathering techniques that I'd never tried or the main one that everybody um, jokes about I've um, decided to um, make life really hard for myself and paint a checkered pattern on all the weapons um, and it's, it's yeah it's a bit of a labour of love it's um, it's taken forever but we've come out looking pretty good um, and I'm hoping 
that's one of the things that might give me a bit of an edge in the painting competition because it's like it's every army uh, sorry every weapon every flat surface in the army's got some form of checker on it um so so that's the, that's the main pull of the army i think and it's quite it's although i've got like random armor plates here and there it's quite a cohesive army on the table so it depends what the painting judges are looking for um but yeah i've tr i've tried quite a few different things i've definitely upped my um wet blending game i i was always really scared of trying to do the wet blending technique and i'm i'm assuming people know what that is if if you don't it's basically get like multiple shades of the same color on a palette and kind of mix them all together so that when you put the different layers on a model it kind of moves from one shade of the color to the lighter shade and it looks more natural than just highlighting so i've tried that and it's come out pretty well i think yeah awesome no you've got a you've got a classic racing stripe checker is that right yeah. on all the weapons yeah on the yeah, brutes yeah. and so on yeah I, I've, I've seen that's been doing the rounds for some time and you're a fucking madman for doing it because first of all <laughs> painting with white is just oh it's balls i'm not a painter but i hate it it's an undercoat and that's about as far as it goes <laughs> um, and to paint it on like as many guys as you have um truly truly is a labor of love uh so do you just want to talk briefly about the sort of paint scheme and the colors you've gone for and possibly why you chose them i don't know if there's a special reason or if it's just you like the colors that you have or you want to quickly touch on that so <laughs> it's it's a really boring reason why i chose the color scheme i i literally bought two boxes of brutes because i really loved the models and i just kind of as i as i normally do when painting an army i just look in my actual existing paint collection and just think what would work with what I have so I don't have to go and spend however much money on more paints so I kind of just went with that and I almost instantly found something I was happy with which was a massive bonus so most of most of the Iron Jaws armor is like black um, and there's like say on each model there might be two or three random armor plates that are painted like blood red and over the top of all those there's like um corro natural weather corrosion um like battle damage like scrapes and scars because um in in my my line of work i'm a welder and metal worker so i get quite a lot of experience on how steel gets damaged and rusted so that was quite handy to just be able to look at it and go oh no i've fucked up i need to do this again or oh no this is cool i'll, I'll run with this so um yeah it's it's kind of when i first started doing it i was worried the army would look too dark on the table but it actually it actually looks quite bright with the checkers and the brighter armor plates to bring it out so yeah it's it's come out quite well yeah it looks awesome man it looks it looks really really good and i mean to my layman's eye it looks complete <laughs> but but to your eye it probably doesn't so i'm looking forward to seeing what you consider complete and on the table in a few weeks time um and i'm sure the judges will appreciate it hence one of the reasons why i've asked for some some third party judges to come in who are miniature painters to help out um no that's awesome man and 
if you have sort of is there any one piece that you're like really proud of or one thing that you sort of possibly want to highlight for the listeners that I know a trick or just a model that you've just done awesome on or something that you've been working on for forever a balacore you've been working on for four years and you're <laughs> and you're <laughs> and you're eager to get it finished and done <laughs> shout out to pro painted yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're crazy man four years on one model even i'm not that crazy <laughs> so i funnily enough my first unit that i painted for the army the um the 10 brutes are probably my favorite unit and that's probably partially nostalgia but partially i think i just like those models the most um like my my more crusher that i've recently finished or near enough finished he obviously he's like the centerpiece and he looks pretty good but i i just i just think the the brutes look look like a cohesive unit and like the models are just so characterful like like one guy's got like a peg leg like a pirate and Another guy is like, looks like he's been in a bar fight and he's got all his teeth knocked out and it's just, they just look really orky, and just yeah. So that that's probably my favourite unit and in one of the notorious categories, it's best unit. So I imagine I'll probably put those in, because I mean that's one of the coolest things about notorious. There's such a massive hobby focus, which is really nice to see. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to to attend. Cool, and I guess that possibly answers the question of what category you're going for, possibly, or uh, I don't know if there's any specific one, or if you just spray and hope to pick up one one. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, do you enter in, into all of them? Like, is there one category that you're going for? You're not fast, just. Well, I think if I was going to enter into one of the subcategories, I think, but probably the unit category would be my best bet because again my my brutes are my favorite um but like like you said maybe i could enter into multiples and like if i don't get one i've got a better chance of getting others um, quite i mean obviously everybody who's entering into this would like to win the big awards but at the end of the day there's so many awesome painters in new zealand and some probably some of the guys who are coming over from oz as well are really good painters so it's pretty wide open so anyone could win that so yeah awesome um and i guess we'll i think we'll just wrap it there man because i always ramble on a bit um probably on my end because i have no more fucking questions and this is this has pushed my expertise of hobby and paint to the limit by asking five simple questions of who what where how when why etc uh so yeah we'll we'll wrap it there bro but before we go, uh, where can people find your hobby work if they're wanting to check it out? I, I know you're on the Twitter or on and off the Twitter. Do you, do you want to shout that? Maybe post up some pictures when we release the episode so people can check it out. Yeah, yeah sure. So um, I do have a Twitter account. It is, um, I'm sh- I'm sure Sean will be kind and put it in the show notes for for me. <laughs> um, it's Matt Watkinson. So M A double T. W A T K I N S O N um eighty eighty five so um so that's um, the numbers eight five so if you wanna hit me up on Twitter and um just maybe have a look at some of my stuff and uh, hopefully you like it. 
and uh, I'll be happy to talk hobby. So uh, fa- thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. And as I've just pulled up Maddie's uh, Twitter handle, as we were having that little discussion, this might be a cunt. That's right. That's right. Hands off my can. Uh, <laughs> we've just opened up his page and his banner backdrop, whatever you call it for Twitter, is actually a unit of Ard Boys, isn't it? With uh, Grimgore Iron Guide. Grim Gore Ironhide, sorry. And you can immediately see the weathered um, black metal that Matt's talking about with the red, the blood red. Classic green orc look. Uh, the weathered weapons as well, and you can see the checkers on his weapons as well. So he's oh, he's a sucker for punishment. Anyway, lads, we'll leave it there. Uh, check out Matty's Twitter if you want to see his work, and we'll be back in your ears soon enough. Cheers! And we are back with another painting spotlight in our little mini-series of highlighting hobbyists in the lead-up to Notorious. It's me, big boy, Sean, big Sean. I'm with Tubbs, Master Sean, Alpha Sean, whatever you want to call him. And in this little segment, we are joined by Bo. How are you going, Bo? Yeah, not too bad. Good to hear, my friend. Good to hear. Uh, first off, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, we appreciate it at short notice and you taking your time out. But that's enough from me. The show, or this segment of the show, is about you anyway. So, Bo, you've been on the show before. I believe it was called Arms last year. You yeah, came called on, Arms. Yeah. Uh, not long after AOS 2, you placed second. Is that right? Third? Third. I was second. And then they oh, bumped then- me down to third because they made mistakes with the numbers yeah the old scoring drama got you you've yep. been one of the victims of one of those that's unfortunate bro um but yeah so you are somewhat familiar to the listeners but it has been a good ship it's almost a year because cold arms was july so why don't you just give us a quick little recap about Bo, who Bo is and um you know and what you're all about all right um hey everyone so i'm Bo. Um, anyone who doesn't know me, I really like elves. And that's so <laughs> <laughs> just quite just a lot. Elves. Yeah, yeah, it's very inspirational, yeah. Bo. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. that's all I've got to say. No, I've um yeah. been in the hobby for ages, about a decade now. Um, started in uh, fantasy sixth edition. Uh. Playing lizards, elves, more elves. And then with Age of Sigmar, elves, Sylvanath, and now Idenith Deepkin. Yeah. Yeah. And you were previously actually now that I remember it, you were previously just recently on Black Comet Radio, weren't you? Yes, I was. Jono show. Yeah. So if you want to hear more about who Bo is, since Bo doesn't want to tell us, I believe he did a bit of a rundown on Black Comet Radio about himself, so so check him out there. <laughs> If you if you're wanting to find out more about this man of mystery, so Bo, you're coming in Taurus GT, mate. I am. What are, what are you bringing, and why are you bringing it? I'm bringing a whole bunch of dirty fish. Bringing some Ideneth Deepkin goodness, and I'm gonna make people cry. All of the eels. <laughs> <laughs> All of the eels. I think you're. you're... You're you're one of the ones that are somewhere somehow both competitive on the tabletop 
and on the off the tabletop when it comes to painting, especially with that many eels. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. Oh, it's great. You've been killing it lately. I've been, yeah, I've been really lucky. I had some really good games. Um, and I'm making the most of my excessive eel purchasing while I can. <laughs> yeah, Expecting a bit of a change in the near future, didn't you? I'm not looking forward to the General's Handbook 2019. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, but I'm having fun with it for the meantime. It's probably a fair comment that a lot of IDNF players around the world would, um, would also make themselves. But, so you got IDNF Deepkin. Uh, you yeah. don't have to go and, you don't have to go into your lists because lists aren't in yet. Um, so there's still that little, little aura of mystery for a few more days. Uh, but traditionally you've taken a few eels, not obnoxious levels like we've seen overseas where people run three units, nine eels. Uh, the, the attacky ones, I don't know what they're called. Uh, so, yeah, you, I don't know if you jumped in as soon as the army came out. Is that right, Bo? Yeah, day one, put all my money down and bought enough for essentially a two thousand point army right off the bat. Did you um? Did yeah. you have daughters too at the time? Were you somewhere in between, and then I never released afterwards? Or yeah, I bought right? a whole yeah. bunch of I bought a whole bunch of daughters of Cain, which are <laughs> sitting in boxes right to my oh, left over them. here. <laughs> Oh yeah, I still plan on building them because they are elves. Yeah, totally. Um, and then as soon as I purchased all the boxes, they revealed Idenith Deepkin and um, another little fact about me is that I really like animals, especially sea creatures. So the combination of elves and sea creatures and I was it's the best day. Straight at yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Actually, was like what what drew you to Idenf? Is it simply just that they're elves? Um, but obviously, that covers off both bits. Yeah. So the Idenf army, mate. Um, yeah. What what if like without going into too much detail, you traditionally run a few elves as we um, God, a few eels as we said. Uh, is there any sort of special painting sort of style that you've done on your eels is it like what was the inspiration for your color scheme is it is it box art is it just previous world inspiration i'm not entirely sure that's why i'm asking the question so, <laughs> so how, how, how have you painted your item there farming and sort of what drew you to this color? so my um my item are kind of loosely based on the color schemes that i've been using for most of my order armies i use a lot of purple and uh, gold and white, sort of like the very kind of royal colors, especially if we're talking like Roman sort of colors. So my high elves are all gold, white, and purple, so I carried that across into my deepkin. So I've got lots of purples on all the, the actual steeds, so the eels and the, the deep mare, <clears throat> and gold armor with uh, white cloth and kind of white uh, weapons as well to kind of keep that theme going. So they're a distinct scheme from my other armies, but if I put them all together on the tabletop, they wouldn't look... Out of place. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah they'd, they'd fit in well enough that I could run a giant force of, of elves from all walks of life if I wanted to. That, that must actually look pretty cool, sitting out there if you've got them all displayed and it all sort of 
floats into one. Yeah, I'll have to uh, rebase my high elves and rounds. Yeah, so it actually look good. Definitely. I don't think have we seen them since what was that to Warhost like three years ago? And you brought your high elves and decided you didn't want to move and just shoot everybody off instead. Yeah, I I brought my high elves to the first few tournaments. I think that's the only and, times I've seen them. Yeah, and I have just a gun line of high elves, and I basically tabled all of my opponents, but lost all my games. <laughs> I remember it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was it was a lot of fun. It was hilarious, and now I've taken an army that can actually move. And all of a sudden, I can capture objectives and win games. Uh, so typically, you've um, you only use Citadel paints. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got one or two other paints that aren't Citadel that were given to me. Yeah. Um, but I just use just use the Citadel ones. Yeah. Do you- do you prefer them for any reason? Is it they're easy to get, or you, you, you like their purples and their, their metallics? It's mostly just that they're easy. Yeah. And their purples are actually not too bad. Um, I haven't tried metallics from any other companies, so I can't really comment on that. But the silvers, at least, are really nice in the Citadel range, and the golds uh, work for what I'm doing. Yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah, I find the new golds are... A bit of them, the old golds, like the retributor armor and so on. Um, sort of yeah, they really range. stepped it up. Yeah, yeah, like the the white cap series, I guess you might say. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just looking at mine now because they're on my disc, and they're the ones that cost slightly more. And the stormhost silver, I use a lot of stormhost silver on mine because I'm hallowed knights. Um, mm. I really do like those ones. The purple range I like as well because I I do have a special soft spot for purple. I just wish I would expand it because you got negography knight, which is super dark. And then they've got, was it two layer ones as well? What else do I have on my desk here? Can't even read it. I use um, a Demonette Hide Gene Stealer Purple. Oh, and sure. oh, what's this one? Oh, God. How do you even say half of these? Yeah, this is what Dic- I was looking Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dicala Lilac. <laughs> the Lilac is the final highlight. And sometimes <laughs> highlight it with a bit of pink just to yeah. sharpen it up. Yeah, and most of your paint work is done by done by hand. You don't have an airbrush, do you? It is all done by hand. I do not own an airbrush. Cool, cool. And have, has there been anything that you've specifically been working on for uh, for the lead up to Notorious? Any like touch ups you've been doing, or any you know filling out units that maybe could do with some improvement? Anything you've been working on? Yeah, so I've just kind of bit of everything. So despite um, having been lucky enough to walk away with a few painting awards, uh, nothing in my army is actually what I would consider finished. So I've still got to do highlights on most of my eels. Um, Volturnos is mostly done. Um, I did add a couple units to the army that haven't quite been finished yet. And uh, depending on what list I do end up taking, there's a bit of work to be done. Uh, I have a a plan. So anyone who's seen my army will know that I have on some of the bases, especially with my Eidolons, which I'm sadly not bringing, um, you know, all the extra secrets that come with the kits. And they're currently all ghostly to represent the Ether Sea, but 
my plan for them was always to have them half ethereal and half uh, actually corporeal. Oh, right. That's cool. So paint them half and half. Yeah, kind of like um, a common thing in Tau armies is to have the stealth suits coming yeah. in and out of stealth. So I plan on doing that to um, to all the little extra bits and my Gloomtide shipwrecks as well. I'm going to do that to them, make them really pop. That'll look really cool, actually. I, I don't think I've ever seen that on the table. Are you are you sort of restricted yeah, so to, a... to a set of colors? Like, obviously, they're all going to go from that same sort of ethereal-looking color. Are you sort of restricted to to a set of colors you can go from there, or can you can you make them anything you want? Just being like secret, you know, it can be can be all kinds but i guess if you're if you're transitioning from the ethereal look to um to the full bodied are you, are you sort of stuck or are you are you free to do it i think i can get away with pretty much anything um make sure when i whenever i do paint i make sure the colors don't clash um you know just always have a color wheel open yep. um and my army itself, so I've, I've already mentioned the, the purples, but this army has a lot more greens than my other ones do as well. Um, so green and purple is kind of the theme here, which are uh, complementary colors, but it also gives like a wide spectrum of colors that I can use with them. And I've got a lot of orange on the bases to represent the coral and whatnot. So I've already got a lot of these colors already in the army, so the extra bits and pieces because they're not a focal point of the models they're just a bit extra i'm as long as i don't make them too bright and overpowering i think they could fit in regardless of what color they yeah. are you seem to have a, a really good knack of having these real bright vibrant colors but you you have a way of of dulling them down almost like w when you look at your army on the table there's there's heaps of heaps of really bright contrasting colors on there but they're they're like a, a dulled down palette, if you know what I'm, if that makes sense. Like I don't I don't know the, the the proper way to explain it, I guess. But if you looked at a, at a Zen Army that really pops off the table and they're like highlighter bright, you know, and then you look at yours and it's got the same colours more or less, but they're they're a lot more dulled down. How do you sort of achieve that? Uh, I mean, all I do is start from the the darkest colour and slowly build up from there, and I don't go too overboard on the bright highlights they're very minimal for the most yeah. part just the you know the very edges the very tips and the brightest colors so you, um just to make them stand out but so you kind of build up that not contrast from from the dark rather than so so you you build it up from like a, a very dark color to like a, a medium color to you to sort of get that contrast rather than going somewhere in between to a to almost a white at the top is that, is that, is that yeah, so the base is always a really dark yeah. color, and then wash the base, which makes it even darker. Go over it again with the dark base, highlight with a uh, sort of medium color, and then do some really sparing highlights with the with the bright. There's a few bits in the army, uh, such as the shields, where I've gone all the way to white. So they kind of stand out a bit more and kind of have that sheen yeah. to them. But because the, as my army is almost entirely mounted on these massive eels and 
for anyone who hasn't seen Ibnett's Eepkin in person, the eels are about twice the length of a horse. So they're all pretty big. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot of, I mean, I guess body as opposed to armor. And while you could have them shiny because they're eels underwater, all that jazz, um, I just think having that much solid shiny color would be quite confronting. Yeah. So keep it toned down, keep the highlights minimum to a minimum so that you can really pull people's eyes to certain yeah, parts. That's that's a really good point. And you've managed to 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 freehand onto those eel bodies as well to break up that color, which is um they they look pretty stunning on the table. Have you have you done a bit of freehand like that before or was that sort of a have a crack at it sort of thing? A skill you've learned while painting Eidneth. It's the first time I've really done freehand to that scale. A few of my other armies have a little bit of freehand. My Seraphon have a tiny bit, but they were painted a long time ago. Um, it's the kind of thing that if I'd had more time to put into my other older armies, I probably would have done something similar. But this is the first time I've really sat down and had the time to do it. Did you um? Did you find it easy to pick up and and do? Because when you look at your eels, especially the ones where there's um, so it's so coming across the ridge of the eel, going down long ways, you've got like flicks lines going across, but they're all sort of they all sort of work with the 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 way the eels sculpted. So you know how the tails. It's not a dead straight model. It's got curves and stuff. But the way you've done it is. It all works with the shape of the eel. Was that? Did it take a couple goes, or did you sort of sit there and look at it for a bit and give it a crack, or like obviously if you'd never really done it before, just kind of, I just dove straight in and just went for it. Oh sweet, yeah. So <laughs> I uh, I do a lot of art. I'm not I'm not actually a painter. I'm more I uh, I draw a lot, and anyone who's seen my uh, ink drawings knows that I've got a pretty steady hand, but I actually don't do a lot of painting, yeah. but I'm confident enough in my, oh, I don't want to say skills, but experience as a, as a just artist in general to just kind of know where to put the brush, where to put the paint, where I want things to go, what the overall idea is. And just smash it out. Yeah, you get them on the table pretty quickly. Uh, so you've obviously got, I, I don't know, just a repetition of doing all different types of art has translated over to painting models pretty, pretty easy for you, I guess. Yeah, so um, it's like my Sylvaneth were painted uh in a week yeah. uh -huh. <laughs> so that's two thousand two thousand points cool. they they need a lot of love but they're at least tabletop standard i think in they're a bit past tabletop uh, so standard can, are, <laughs> they're, they're pretty fucking nice oh, i don't know about that that's just the colors i just trick you with the colors the actual paint job's pretty messy um but the deepkin i've I put a lot of love into yeah. them so i'm really excited to see see them fully fleshed out Oh, it's wicked. Have you um have you been working on anything for uh, any of the other categories we 
we're running at Notorious? Any of the single model or monster categories? Or are you bringing your Eidolons back for, say, like a monster category sort of thing? Oh, technically they're not yeah, monsters. I, I think you could slide um, in. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't put any... I haven't set anything in stone for what I want to do for any of those extra categories. I've, I've barely given them a yeah. thought. I've been quite busy lately, but I would like to contribute something to all of them if I've got the time. Yeah, totally. I think you're in the position too where you could, where you can dig out those other models that maybe you've painted and you really like the look of, but haven't seen the, the table in a while. Like if, if you put that idol on up and, and sort of, blended out those little sea creatures on the base like you were talking about before. And I guess it's it's a lot quicker than painting a whole monster, but you can add that that extra element and maybe that's maybe that's what you need to um to, to smash out one of those categories. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what, uh, else, what just, else you got for me? Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I have been listening. Don't <laughs> worry, lads. Sean's sitting there on mute. <laughs> I've just the been storm letting, is what he's doing. No, no, no. I've just been letting Tubbs drive yeah. it because he's got far better questions than what I do, and I'm feeling a little out of my depth, in all honesty. Uh, I'll ask a generic question that I've asked everyone else this far. Is there anything that you're, unless, have I already asked this? Are you, <laughs> are you, is there any model that you're, like, that you're taking, that you're aware you're taking, you know, not asking for you to reveal your list right? Um, but any model that you're specifically like quite proud that you've painted up and you've done like a smash out job on and that you would like the judges to sort of be aware of or, or is there any new techniques that you might have tried on something that you'd like to show off and share with the public while you're, while you're in the ears? Well, I think my favorite thing in my army, and this is something I'm happy to reveal because it will not be a surprise to anyone. Is uh, I'm bringing Volturnos. Oh, what a surprise! <laughs> Shocking. Didn't see that and one. um, I'm really happy with the way his uh, face has turned out. It's very small, obviously being a 25 millimeter scale, or 28 mil, sorry, scale figure. So it's just a tiny piece on a relatively large model. But I just, I'm really happy with the way it's all blended together on such a small part of the model yeah be bloody true. i've never been able to do faces and he's definitely not got a big ass bobble head so it, lo- it does look good yeah no it's a real fucking busy yeah, so model really there's a lot going on amongst the rider and the mount um you know the cape the the scales got the scales the the blend from the flesh to the scales and so on the unicorn horn that he has and in that you know, the eye patch as well and the weaponry. It's, I mean, I do love the look of Adnef Deepkin. Um, and I love the bright colors that you've done on them because I'm easily distracted by such things. But for me, it seems like quite a daunting army to paint with the amount of flesh that's involved. Um, and flat round surfaces. Uh, yeah, how have you found, like, there's nothing to break up yeah. the eels. They're just, they've got that little bit of fin on top, eh? But then they've got massive bits of just round surface with, you couldn't just smash them out by dry brushing them super no, quickly, could not, you? I don't think. Or maybe, maybe oh, you can. I don't know how you combo. I mean, you could. You, you, you could. Before, you were like a very sort of traditional build up the model through layers. 
which sounds like a, a true labor of love and honesty because when you're talking about that it's kind of quite insane to me but um again i'm not much of a painter so how do you find painting the item um it's actually honestly it's, it's not that bad um yeah i'm as far as techniques go like the only dry brushing i've used is on the bases but the models themselves have enough subtle ridges along the sides of them that if you wanted to quickly smash them out you could uh, dry brush um but i do think it's the kind of army where you really need to add that freehand in it's very forgiving with the freehand because you can just do model shapes and it doesn't matter because it's a it's an eel you know like it's pretty straightforward um same with the sharks which i'm not bringing any of um the leviathan not so much but there's a lot of a lot of just blank space that you have a lot of a i mean of... you could leave it blank but it wouldn't look as, as good so you've got that space to work with and i recommend anyone painting deepkin has a go at filling that space with some patterns it's it's not as hard as it looks yeah. a lot of creative freedom by the sounds of it just to sort of do what you want and make mistakes and or make it look really good yeah and even if it doesn't quite turn out how you pictured it in your head i mean it, it'll still look natural it'll still look good if you pick the right colors um and you know I, I, one of my favorite things to do is i don't think i did it with these ones i just made up a something in my head and just went with it but i know a lot of people on the facebook group for deepkin are quite often sharing images of real life species of eel and the patterns and trying to mimic those and they look really good when they transfer them onto the actual models themselves so if you don't have you know that creativity kind of built into you from the start where you can just wing it from your own imagination take inspiration from from nature yeah yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense and how have you based your idnf because that's always a real fun topic i like to see idnf armies how they've been based um I mean, like the GW website just hasn't based over like grass, <laughs> dirt. but I've seen, you know, I've seen sand, I've seen clear bases, I've seen water bases, I've seen half sand, half water. Have you done anything special for the basin fight? And if considering like the law is quite, you know, them coming from the sea is sort of set in stone. Have you done anything special on the bases or is it? Is it like well, the first thing I would like to say to everyone listening is do not use the GW flying stands. <laughs> I just don't do it. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah, they're not very good. So, so what I've done is I've had them all mounted on pieces of the uh, Age of Sigma ruins, Azerite ruins, or whatever. That's yeah, those ones. Yep. Um, I, I after I based them all, I saw someone had posted their army and they based them with pieces of Gloomtide shipwrecks instead, and I thought that looked really cool. Um, so the idea for mine is that they're kind of swimming through an underwater ruined city. Um, so pieces of ruined temple yeah. over a sandy, sandy base with some pieces of coral and, and whatnot. Um, and uh, kind of a week ago or so, I thought of a really cool idea which I'd prepared for better. Um, cause I mentioned earlier doing that sort of half ethereal, half actually physically there corporeal thing. 
and I kind of wish I'd done it with the bases as well and had sort of grass around the edges and then a you know blue ethereal line around the um the pieces of a broken temple to, as if the the bases themselves were also coming in from the other sea Weird idea yeah but, I don't think I've seen anything like that that's that's cool yeah so whether or not I can actually do it based on how I've already based the army remains to be seen, but it's I think it's a, an option for me to take to really step it up. Yep, yep, definitely. Well, we've hit about the 26, 27 minute mark, I believe. Um, I don't have any more questions. Sean, you got any questions for our mate um, Bo here, mate? I think we've grilled him, grilled him pretty good. And um, the rate he's going, I feel like we'll have him back on for the Notorious show afterwards when he um, when he goes in and smashes it out and the rate he's going. <laughs> You've won back-to-back tournaments coming into this, mate, so you're in fine form. You're so in the hot seat, mate. I have. You haven't yep. lost a tournament um, game since, what, 2016, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm currently on 13 wins in a row just, at tournaments. Just keep Mr. Yeah. Wilmot away from you, mate. He'll Would start been... spamming old Bo to win. And the stress starts piling up. It's a, it's a fucking bad <laughs> yeah, moment. I'll just like to say... For the record, the last person I lost to what? was Sean. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what you get when you bring, was it Gutbusters? Oh, that's Star right, Trek or yeah. something? I don't know. Charity event. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, don't use the Notorious <laughs> dice next time, Sean. I don't I don't have Notorious dice yet. It's the fucking CanCon dice, bro. Those things are broken. Oh, fuck. Filthy oh, dice. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I... Fucking can the can con dice? Those are the ones. Yeah. Oh, they screwed me. Just have to go to Australia to get them, bro. They're pretty, pretty limited edition. <laughs> nah, Lee gave me one, Same so they're all on now. It's, it's fucking rude. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, well, Bo, other than that, mate. Obviously, thanks a lot for coming on. It's great talking. Yeah, no worries. Uh, is there anywhere that the listeners can find you? So maybe check out some of your work, you know, see what you're referring to with the IDNF and so on and so forth, or are you, are you pretty um, isolated? Um, I'm a little bit isolated. Um, I'm really slack at putting pictures up on, on Instagram. Um, I mean, but you're more than welcome to follow me on there at a wolf underscore X underscore cult. Um, there's a few pictures up there. Um, I should probably put more up and also feel free to hit me up on Facebook. Um, I have a few pictures up there or if you want to just chat and I can send some pictures or just talk about anything, especially elf related. I'm more than happy to. How about if it's possible you send me some pictures, just a messenger or whatever. And when the show comes out, I'll chuck up some art from that's a good idea. Yeah. And, um, and people can have a look at it. So I don't, I don't know if, if you're keen for that or if it's possible, Bo, but if you want the offers there, man, and I can put you out out there and direct people to your, to your page. Yeah, sweet. I'll, I can do that. I can take a few pics. Sweet, bro. Well, otherwise, thanks for coming on, mate, and we'll be back in your ears pretty soon, sweet. listeners. Catch you later, Bo. Cheers. So, and for our last little hobby interview, we've got a very special guest all the way from Aussie, coming all the way over to Notorious. We've got the villain, Mr. Shadowhammer. We've got Liam. What's going on, bro? 
Not a lot, man. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Am I allowed to call mm. you the villain? Is the villain uh, still going around? You've got nicknames out the wazoo, bro. I got, yeah, I got Cranky Lim. I got um, Hashtag Liam Pose. I got the villain. Like, there's so many nicknames, but yeah, you can kill, call me the villain because I'm pretty sure I still have people thinking I'm the villain, but... <laughs> then we have then we have Seth who's like who had a game against me and he goes I don't understand where this villain thing's coming from and I was like oh I, I think he wanted to like put you on his bag and take you back to New Zealand to be honest man that's alright you have to watch it out <laughs> I could totally like the thing is I can fit in a bag so it's like so much easier because I'm that small but um yeah it was yeah I think villains villain I'm fine with I can live with being called the villain a little bit longer even Magro calls me the coach calls me um the villain still so yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah. So we got you on here, uh, to talk about some of the fantastic hobby that I see you doing on Twitter. I've never seen any of it in person. So we're, we're really going off Twitter and pictures you post up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in, in your lead up to Notorious, have you, have you cranked out an army? Have you cranked out something new? Okay. So the army that I've cranked out has been an army I've had now finished for about, uh, just over, just under two months. Yeah. But I cranked it out real quick. Um, like it's just four big beasties and two heroes plus some summoning with one hero, 20 ghouls and six elite models. Yeah. Um, and so pretty much it was pretty easy to smash them out because they're just big models. Like you just like with the big dragons and terror guys and stuff, um, got them done real quick because I just, pretty much base, like, batch-painted them all. And then, but the one thing that I did put a lot of effort in, and you guys will see on the weekend, is the basing. Yeah. So the basing's all custom done. So I literally picked up, I had a Sigmarite Molyism kit from, like, two years ago when they were selling it, um, GW was selling it, and I just bought it. I was like, cool. Um, literally just opened it up, cleaned up. Like, I literally cut everything off the screw, and I just started trimming it all, even though I wasn't going to use it all. And then I started looking at pieces and I was like, cool. And looking at the dragon poses and the tarot guys poses and stuff and custom done some poses as well to sit on a terrain feature. And, um, I literally just built this like grave site off the bases. So imagine like, imagine like the necroquake came through and every, all the buildings just collapsed into the ground. That's yeah. pretty much how I did it. So it was very like, um, dynamic. So a lot of the, um, basing is actually quite dynamic and sticks out quite a lot. Um, which is cool. And the models have raised up a little bit higher to give that more like monstrous, scarier look to them. Um, but then other models like the Arch Regents and, um, the Flayers and the Horrors and stuff, all just out of box, nothing posed differently. Um, but with the basing and stuff, I just did, I did um, something really interesting off the Flesh Eater Court Battle Time, which is Crackle um base um paint and then right. i literally but i painted i painted like a glowy purple green underneath so like reflect it back up and then i literally dry brush mechanicus gray blood for the blood god to make it look like blood started on like, like blood splatter all over the pavement just to create like a more horrific environment i'm like just imagining like literally the ghouls are going through this like grave site from shayish or whatever and just devouring whatever's in their way so that was pretty much what I did with this and I did it all in about two and a half, three weeks just from building to getting it all completed, like two and a half, three weeks job. And you can really smash these big armies out, can't you? Like it's no surprise we're seeing so many of them pop up. Yeah. It's, it's 
so crazy how easy it is because most of it's just three or four start collecting boxes and or like two start collecting boxes and just bunch up with some other forces like units like ghouls and horrors and you're good to go um and and painting them is really easy because most of it's flesh yeah so you just get your base you can get three color minimum real quick on them or even you can wash them so like undercoat corex white and then just wash them and you're done. Like, yeah, they take, they take the brush, ghouls. dry brushes and washes really well, eh? Like, yeah, like I did my ghouls. I painted 20 ghouls in two hours because of waiting for the shade to dry. That was it. Like <laughs> 20 ghouls, two hours just worth waiting the shade to dry and dry brush and I was done. And also um, one little trick that I did was I grabbed the Shattered Dominion 25 mil on sprue, like the Shattered Dominion bases. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally painted on the sprue, clipped them all off, and just glued them on. And like I was done with bases for them, just to get them done to three color and kept the theme of like glowing effects from a gravesite. Ah, oh, right, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they have all the little cracks running. The the twenty five mils still have all the little cracks and stuff running through them. Yeah, all the little yeah, cracks. So it suits the crackle paint that I had before, um, really nicely. So the whole army actually still looks visually cohesive, even though, um, it's shadow dominion, but you can still see that they're at the same gravesite. Yeah, which is really cool. So, um, um, but I'm quite happy with them and they all painted in a theme, which is cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So something I see a lot that you, you typically do is you convert a lot of your, a lot of your models. So instead of converting you, did you really push yourself on the basing side here? Like, obviously I haven't seen your armies before. Um, but by the well, way, it sort of sounds like you pushed yourself in the, the basing side of things rather than the conversions and, yeah. and model side. Yeah. Yeah, because for me with the flesh eater courts, like since the army list I wrote originally, like this whole army list was generally like a big joke list, and I heard that I could do it, so I was like, "Cool, I'm going to do it." Um, and the one thing I I love the models, like the big dragons, I love their poses already, so I didn't want to do too much with them or like mess up with them too much because I love how dynamic they are already. So the basing was a huge thing for me because there's a project that I'm in the middle of. There's a couple of projects that I'm planning at the moment, and this project that I did is a practice for those future projects so I can have an understanding of, like, what I have to do to get those big projects going on so I can, like, feel more confident when I go into those, like, other projects. Like, I've got, like, one... I have a flying turtle that I'm looking at right now that is going to be flying through damaged ruins, and this whole thing was supposed to be, like, a practice to get that done. So, yeah. Yeah. So... So when I yeah, so when I get those future projects like started again, I can be like, cool, I can do the basing real quick now and get all the cuts and measurements done to a point. So yeah. Yeah, no, I can relate to that. I, I myself I really tried to step up my basing when uh when I started my FIC army too. My basing in yeah. in pass has been pretty fucking shocking. So <laughs> I thought maybe if I just picked one thing just- and tried to make it improve it on that army. Yeah, I think the one thing that um, we all get used to is the texture paints are so easy just to get it done. Like, you just do texture paint, shade, and dry brush, yeah. and you're done with basing. Um, so this one here, even though I did use the texture paints, I wanted to, like, push it to another limit, like adding in the blood for the blood god, adding in, like, the glowy effect underneath and stuff. Like, doing all that um, was a massive... It was effort, but, like, when you start seeing it all come together, it was... I was so happy with the results. Um, yeah. and then, yeah. And then the one thing I did with this army was I painted it all in Pokemon theme. Um, so if anyone who already follows me on Twitter or knows me or knows of me, I always joke around about Pokemon 
and showing how much of a true nerd I am. <laughs> so um, I painted these dragons based off the Pokemon 2000 movie, Legendary Birds. So I got a Lugia, a Moltres from Fire. So Lugia is like psychic or like water kind of Pokemon. So I painted it purple because it's like a dark Lugia. So it suited that. Yeah. Um, and then I've got Moltres for fire, so the wings on this Terragast is red. Um, Articuno I did um, on a zombie dragon for like an icy blue. And then I also, my last one um, was Zapdos um, with the yellow wings. And what I learned quite quickly is yellow is a bitch to paint. <laughs> like that is a hard color to paint. Um, and I love it. Like it's super vibrant. And But would I want to paint a whole army in yellow? No. Like. That was not a fun experience because most, like, you know how people say two thin coats? Yeah. Like, just do two thin coats. Yeah. To get the right yellow, it's like four or five, like, really thin, nice coats. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're really, um, you're really pushing the vibrant colors on uh, on the dragons? Or you sort, quite, of, you sort of tone them down bright. for death theme? Yeah, they're quite bright. The cool thing is, though, because the whole basing and the actual dragon skin and everything are quite muted and dark, yeah. having the wings pop up a bit of color makes people easily point them out, like, which one they're targeting or which one they want to, like, go for and stuff. So, like, so far in all my games, everyone just points at a dragon and just goes, the blue one, the red one. I'm like, yeah, like, Easy. so much easier because it's so vibrant and pops up. Um, so it's, They are still deaf, like, when you... So the colors in, yeah. the, in the wing membranes, that's, that's where the color is? Sort of the yeah. fleshy stuff in between yeah. the bones? Yeah, cool. Yeah, like, I... And I also did some, like object source lighting on the wings like i do object source lighting really quickly um when a lot of my armies like because that's like in most tournament packs that's a point to get it done so like just doing basic dry brushing oh, yeah. and like inner glow effects like i learned how to do it quite quickly through my sylvan f which was a um another army that i smashed out in like a month do you uh um, there's a common theme with most of my armies do you tend to to dry brush your osl effects or do you airbrush them um, I actually have tried to use an airbrush and I threw it at a wall. Um, so dry brushing is the way to go for me. Yeah. Um, I don't like airbrushing. I know people love it and people get the hang of it, but for me, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Did you go with a cheap um, one or did you go with a decent one to start off with? Because I think that's normally the kicker. I went cheap. Yeah. Hell yeah, I went yeah. cheap. <laughs> I went cheap. Went eBay, 150 Australian, um, dirt cheap, threw it away. Yeah. No wonder you and the good boss um, get along so well. I mean, it's cheap airbrush that fucks out on them all the time. Yeah, it's it's just it's because I also bought the airbrush before CanCon, not the one that just went, the one beforehand to get all the terrain done because we had to do three pieces of terrain, and I just didn't have the patience for it, so I threw it at the wall <laughs> and hasn't seen light of day again. Um, but since most things now, most of my colors and stuff are super dark or super light. There is um, Corex White and Mechanicus Gray sprays that just gets most of the job done for me um, to get like a base coat done. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, I haven't shown this army completed yet on Twitter. Um, probably will happen after I get another list done to show off how quick and easy I got it done. Uh, nice. Cool. Yeah. So that'll that'll be coming up soon, or is that the first outing at Notorious? Or if, I, I know you guys went to other tournaments, um, but gonna, I don't know if that's your full list. It's this 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 army list that I'm taking to Notorious is I think it's third. Not including one day is it, it's third showing now. So it showed up at Anzac Cup um, in April, early April, and then late April um, it showed up to Borders War. Um, late, uh, early, yeah, Borders War that was run by Travis and Adam from the Heralds. So 
currently this list has gone to it's dead three and two in the first event because I was just learning it and I didn't have a full summoning available. Um, and then second showing at Borders War went four and one. So I'm pretty happy with it for how quick the army got done. But it's just a low list. It's just a list that I laugh and have fun with. Yeah, totally. It, you sort um, of inspired it from, it's, it's a, from Ben Johnson's original list, didn't you? Oh, it's a 100% Ben Johnson yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on I was on the WhatsApp chat with Ben Johnson, and he showed us his list. And I just read it. And I was like, that's the list I want. And I just went off and just got the rest of it. Like, I was like, cool. Um I did find most of it in my storage because I did a Fek army beforehand before I threw it away. Um, so me coming back to Fek, I had two or three zombie dragons lying around on Sprue, and then I just bought one stock collecting box and two arch regents, and I was like, "Done, that's the army I need." <laughs> so yeah, nice. So um, but, you 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 haven't done a lot of conversions on the Fek army, um, but in yeah. the past you've done some pretty pretty out the gate conversions. You've done. Is it a half Marathi, half Durthu, and you've done spites yeah. with snake tails thing, and, and all sorts? Yeah, the one thing I think most people know me from was the Marathi Durthu. Um, and how that came about was I literally saw someone do like the, a branch wraith conversion um, with a dried and a snake body. And I was like, oh, I really like that idea for like a Realm of Shadow woods theme. Um, and then me and Chris Welfare and Dan Brewer chatted and then they said, you should just get a Marathi and put Durfu on top. I think it will fit. <laughs> so I was really drunk at 2am. Uh, this is the, this is the best part. I was really drunk at 2am and I found a spare Marathi cause I just got given one. Um, so don't, don't ask. It's just, yeah, it just happened. Yeah, the cheap and don't worry uh, about it. <laughs> yeah. And then, so pretty much I was like, cool. Um, I was like, cool, let's just start building this right away. Durf is really easy to build. It's the Marathi tail that took a while. So I spent from 2am to about 4am, 6am and did most of the work already. And I just got it all done and it just already was working so well. Um, so yeah, that was a 2am drunk idea. Um, and a lot of work and a lot of kits were put into it. Um, cause it's, a Mar- uh, I think it was like a Durfu kit, a Marathi kit, a Citadel Woods You've kit. You've wrapped it around the tree, haven't you? A, I remember right. Yeah. yeah because, where the pillar would be. Yeah. Yeah, and then I did a a lot of green stuff to smooth it out and just kind of create that nice smoothness. So when I stick the trees, and it was a lot of um, heat involved, like I had to melt a lot of the plastic to bend it. Oh yeah, um, to get that to get that nice curve effect on it. Um, and what else did I do? I did um, some kraken, um, the like the bracken sprue thing that you can get for like basing. I just did that and added it to um Durthu to like create like a nice foliage of like a wall. Skirt kind oh, of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, where, the, the, where the tail has its and, skirt in the and, front there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of like just creating it to like create a like nice wood effects and stuff. Um, and the really cool thing about that model is it does look complete and stuff. But the cool thing with that is like since I've learned so much about basing now, I can just add in more stuff to the base and it won't ruin the model in a way. So um, there's some cool ideas I have going on to like rebase it as well if I want to create some more ruin yeah. effect onto it. But um, and it was. And it was also kind of like a funny thing because um, I tried to make Durthu's pose the same one as Marathi. So if you look at Marathi and Durthu's pose, it's almost the same except he's for the wings. He's pointing the sword, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's pointing the sword and his hand's up in the air, just like Marathi. So, at least it's a little bit um, more rigid than Marathi's one because that fucking spear is the most fragile looking thing. 
It is. I have. I'm looking at my like display box now, and I'm repainting a Marathi at the moment, and it's fragile. It is. Yeah, you have to magnetize her and get a magnetized case for her. But um, yeah. And then the other conversion I did was uh, Blood Sister and Spite Rev Kit Bash, where I got the Spite Rev top half and the um, Blood Sisters bottom half, and I just again. I did a lot of shaving and a lot of things to like mend it in and then green stuff it around and then added some bracken and some other tree skirts and stuff to like blend it in together and got them done. And I also did a uh, branch witch, which I haven't posted, but that was done in like 25 minutes because I got the hang of doing the kit bashes with the snake body. Um, and the only reason why I did the branch race like that and did the whole snake theme is because I hated the branch race model. So um, I wanted to do something really cool and add in a theme. And since most of the artifacts I like from Mind Sorcery and stuff was from Realm of Shadows, I was like, cool, this works. And the color palette I like. Yeah, so, it's yeah, very that's, eerie. That's it's a very like, it. eerie-looking Sylvanip arm. It's, it's cool. It's, I like it a lot more than the, um, than the standard yeah. sort of thing. You really like the, um, yeah, the, and also, the Aussie Rob Ellis over there, just cutting the fuck out of expensive kits and sticking them to other bits. And, <laughs> making uh, it work there's, out. <laughs> there's one kit there's, there's one conversion that I am in the middle of working on which I'm happy to tell you about um, so you're a daughter cane player you, know, right. you love the yeah, cauldron model yeah yeah, yeah it's alright yeah you like the cauldron model yeah cool so what I've done is I bought a leviathan and I placed a cauldron <laughs> on top of it what is what is with sticking cauldrons on top of I've seen them on top of Terragos and all kinds. How does it? How does it? You've, yeah. so you've cut the wheels off and you've strapped the the stairs. I cut the it? wheels off. Um, and you know what's you know what's the best part ever is is that cauldron is actually made to go on the Leviathan because it works yeah. too well. It works way too well. Um, so, um, so at the moment the Leviathan's half painted. I'm gonna redo his shell. Um, but most of it's done. Uh, I just need to do the crew and the stairs. Um, but it's a very tall model, but yeah, I just put a Levide on with a cauldron on top. Um, that was, a another drunk idea that I did and I bought it like while drunk. And since I had some spare cauldrons lying around, I was like, cool, let's do it. And another idea I'm got for is, um, I really like the Seraphon yeah. Carnosaur model, but I don't like the army as a whole. Like I don't like the way it plays and stuff. Like it's not my thing anymore. Like I used to want to do one, but then as time goes on, I've realized that it's not the kind of army I want to do after playing against it and stuff. But I still like the Carnosaur model. So I am converting a blood rack okay. shrine on a okay. Carnosaur. <laughs> so, um, so I'm literally going to be doing some cool green stuff effects where you're sticking it on, but making it look like it's strapped on top of it. So it's oh, kind of yeah, like, okay. um, like, the best way to describe it is there's, like, a movie, um, like, you know the game yeah. Ark? Like, yeah. you know how, like, um, yeah, you know how, like, they're pretty much, like, got machines and stuff riding on dinosaurs yeah. and, and you stuff? you can put, like, a whole base on top of it and sort of that's, all just horried on there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I'm doing with the Carnosaur scene. Um, some of, yeah, and some other conversions I've done in Kit Bashes is I hate the Doomfire Warlock models, so I did, um, Sisters of the Thorn, um, Witch Elf Doomfire, um, Witches. And I just like kitbashed them together just because I really did not like the horses and the hair on the doom So you, you cut the antlers and off, stuff. but you leave so, the antlers on. I left the antlers on. I wanted I and I painted them like really dark, dispossessed um spears, like okay, they're blood yeah. hungry. 
Um, but yeah, I didn't really get those completed because um, the Doom Fires didn't fit in my list anymore. But since I wrote a new list with daughters, um, I'm going to redo them and do um, Order Serpentis Doomfire Warlocks, where um, I yeah. use the cold ones. That'd be that'd that'd and, work really um, well, just actually. To the... Yeah, um, Dan Brewer did some, um, but then I'm just going to kind of do something similar. And since the Carnosaur is called a Blood Rack, I'm kind of like saying that like the Wizards of Doors of Cain are very close with um, the animal, like the creatures that are like animal-like, like cold ones. Just because yeah. they're all riding cold ones. So um, that's another one I've done. Um, another conversion I've done was I did a Chaos Sorcerer Lord on Steed with um, the Baron Guard models where I used the Harp um, oh, Lady, the Enraptress, as a head swap. That's a really good idea. Um, so did you change your body round at all or just or just the head? I did a lot of neck, um, like green stuff, the neck and stuff, and yeah. I changed the staff up a bit. Um, but generally, it was because I there is no Chaos Sorcerer Lord on. No, Steam. not anymore, is it? Um, yeah. And since some of the, and since um, and since Slanesh is all about like the models are pretty much like transgender and stuff. The whole like having a nice feminine face and stuff, yeah, like but like a very physique body, it just worked really well to do that. So um, and since the horse is very like tentacle like or like very like not really tentacle like but very yeah, like yeah. Dis- possessed. Yeah, demonic looking. It was just it just worked. So that's something that I did. Um, but yeah, at the moment it's the Nash Army that I'm working on. It doesn't have too many conversions. Like that's the only one at the moment because there's not too many windows at the moment with them, except for some small characters. But yeah, like mainly the I feel like some of the order armies mainly have the options to convert because there's a lot yeah. more story behind them. Um, and like as and again, I'm doing like. Um, hag queens and snake bodies and stuff. Like, so my next Doors of Cain army, this one I'm doing, it's very, very snake orientated. Uh, very snake orientated. And also, those kits are just so easy to work with. And yeah, they're great. So, they're great kits, those um, to get them like tabletop started. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but the next project, I think, after Notorious is Sylvaneth. And I'm going to redo or do up a, a Lariel. And the current idea I have is, you know, the new Forbidden Power yep. kits that are just coming out? So I'm going to be grabbing that box of the terrain and I'm going to be cutting it up into pieces and putting trees all over it and making it like like the trees are growing out on, like underneath it, like collapsing oh, yeah. the terrain piece. And then I'm putting the beetle so on top. she's going to be way in the air? or, or- <laughs> She's going to be way in the air, looking down at everyone. Um, so yeah, that's the current idea I have because at the moment with the current game, line of sight doesn't really matter because for Lara, for example, yeah. everyone's going to see her. Um, it's near impossible to hide her. So you may as well just put her up and high and just do a cool base just to tell off a story, but she's literally coming through and just taking over the yeah, battle. That's a really cool um, thing about AOS. So like, in, in general, if you've got a, if you've got a monster sort of model or a large infantry sort of model, most of the time you're not going to be hiding it behind, uh, too much scenery so you can really go go and be free when you do your basing or conversions or whatever and it's not really going to affect or annoy anybody yeah yeah like the whole thing and like currently with the terrain pieces and stuff that gw has you can just use them for basing like um like i've seen people use the citadel trees a lot um the shadow dominion terrain and stuff are really good as well for big monsters 
Um, and the ruin kits are like insane. Like that's just so easy just to put together and just chop up. You see them popping up on bases a lot um, now. All those uh, Ezraite ruins and stuff, don't you? Especially for eels. Yeah. Well, I use them for um. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I, was, I use them for eels. So with my um, they're not done yet, but I've got these eels, and I just did um instead of the flying stands, I just did the Ezraite yep. ruins because they're way more durable. And um, they just look so much better, and they look way more dynamic because you can pose the eels to go like inwards and outwards and stuff, and make them like tilt to make them literally look like they're like kind of like flying in like yeah. properly, like in a way. You can lift um, them up a little so, bit higher too, so they're a yeah. little bit more the, uh, functional to play with, can't you? Yeah, like I'm gonna pin mine so they can like go in and out in case people are getting in the way with big monsters, but generally they're fine. Um, but. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of any other conversions I've done recently. At the moment, I'm just trying to get them all done. Like, the main thing is to get them painted up so I can show off to the world, like, what I've been working on. Like, the Leviathan one has been a little bit ongoing, but I think I've recently been inspired so, just to um, get it done. So, typically, so, yeah. you you sort of plan these out and get it, or do you look at your your pile of grey shame and then think, hey, I can cut that up, and I could probably cut that up, and then I can stick that together? Mm. Or do you look at the old maybe you put some blood stalkers together and you're like, ah, fuck their shit. So you'll take the top off and stick some spikes on there. Well, the thing for me is like, I look at kits that I really like and then I decide if like, if they will suit my army. So for example, as I said, like I really like the carnosaur model. So I just want an excuse yep. to like build and paint one. So how do I find an excuse to do it? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. It'll work really well with putting a cauldron on top. Um, because it's the same base size and everything, yep. so it just wouldn't look too off. Um, so it's just things like that where I look at models that I really like the look of, but would I put them in like my army as itself? Like for example, a vital model can fit in as an ally yeah, to Doors yeah, of Cain, yeah, I think. Can, I forgot yeah. its points, but because you never see them, but yeah, you never see them. That's why I just don't know. But it's a really awesome model, and I was like, I really want to paint a turtle. Like I just want to say I paint a turtle. Um, so again, put a cauldron on top of it. Um, and I think the Durfu one was a really good one where I was just like, I really like Durfu as a model, but I need to make him look fierce and scary. Put a snake body on it. I guess it's a really good way to stop you. Um, but pile of shame does going help. out and splurging on new armies. If you really want to paint a monster from a different army, you can sort of convert them in, and then stick stick to your original army without having to splurge out and buy Seraphon or buy Ideneth or something. Yeah, like, as I said, I really wanted to do a Sylvaneth army. Um, not Sylvaneth, a uh, Seraphon army. But I just don't see myself moving around the 60 skinks. No. Um, I don't find that a fun time. Um, moving, moving 30 witch elves is bad enough, or two years of 30 witch elves was bad enough. So I was like, cool, I'll just stick with my leady stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty much... It's just one of the things that just influences me. is like, what models do I like? Rule of cool. Um, and since there's so many options to convert and stuff, and... The main thing that I need to, like, the one thing I always make sure, it's, like, as long as I have one cool centerpiece model, I'm happy. Like, in all my army lists, there has to be at least one centerpiece model um, that's converted. So, um, you'll see with my Flesh of Quartz one, the Ghoul King on Terrorgeist is, it's a different pose, so he stands out a little bit because it's so out there and different. Um, and he's such a dynamic pose yeah. that it just works with so a nice centerpiece on? model. Um, my what silver is would, he on? Hey, pardon? Bird, the, he's on the Pokemon theme. Is is it only the unwritten ones, or is, is he oh, he's on Lugia? Oh, okay, cool. He's on he's Lugia. 
So he's Lugia, so he's in charge of them all. Because in the movie, Lugia comes in and beats an absolute bowler and takes them all out or tells them to go bugger off. That's so right. it just made sense that the Ghoul King had it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so pretty much he's on Lugia. Um, and the way the poses and stuff is just so dynamic because like it's clawing up against this massive big base. Like it's just clawing up on it. It's like um gate. So at least he's like coming up and he's like just screaming up in the air. Like it's pretty much saying like just charge forward while the other ones are very much like facing down, ready to eat stuff. So it just make it's a very heroic. That's very cool. Mount pose. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much like my. That's the rule of my armies and stuff is that I always have to have at least one centerpiece model in all my armies. Um, so, Doors of Cain, Marathi, and the Cauldron, Sylvanath with Durthu. Um, yeah, so like that's that's my rule. So, every time I start a new army or if I want to start a new army, I'm always going to look for a way to get a cool centerpiece model and like yeah, find sweet. a way to convert it. So, um, if people want to find, so, yeah. find your sweet conversions and your armies and, uh, and follow your progress at Notorious. Where, where can they find you? Uh, just Twitter, um, Shadowhammer underscore, because there's some rock band oh, yeah. called Shadowhammer, which really pissed me off. So it's Shadowhammer underscore. Yeah, and same with um, Chris Welfare. Mortally Wounded is a band or something that never tweets, so he had to be called Wounded Mortally. It's a common thing with most of our podcasts. Yeah. They all and sound so like rock you just mentioned it is also um, a podcast, Shadowhammer? Yeah, it's a podcast which I haven't been doing much of because life gets in the way. Um, like it generally does because most I work freelance, so I don't have all that time much anymore to like sit down and get to chat to people all the time unless it's in an event. Um, but I, so you can check out my old, like my podcasts. They are quite helpful, um, to some people. Apparently I get great comments about them, but I do do a show with Anthony, um, the coach on AOS coach on YouTube. Um, Fortnightly Wednesday, I'm um, called Down Under Sigma. Um, that's one thing that I'm currently always on. Um, and yeah, so like you can find me on Twitter. Um, you can also find me on the Warhammer Age of Sigma Sydney Australia page. Um, and with Twitter and stuff, feel free to just hit me up with messages if you guys want help or ideas with conversion stuff. Cause I'm always love talking about hobby ideas or if people want to see what the work in progress is before I even unload it, like always more than welcome to share it. Um, but yeah, I'll yeah, send man, you the, totally, the vibe totally on after we've done this. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid big. Uh, cool. So, <laughs> um, so cheers for coming on, man. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's been an honor and looking forward to seeing you in a week's time at Sean's. I am excited. I am like over the moon. I can't wait to literally meet some awesome legends. Like even yeah, like, catch up with the ones that I, I met. Think they're at all Camp coming. On. So other than so, yeah. Fraser, so you'll be you'll be um, at least you'll know a few people when you come over. I'm just dis- yeah. Yeah. disappointed. Yeah. In it's just appeared down oh, south Fraser. and didn't bring any buddies up with them. God damn. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, bring your best liver to Sean's on Thursday, and uh, look forward to seeing you then. Sounds good. Sweet. Later, bro. Easy, man. Take it easy. So, here on the first painter spotlight for um, the run-up to Notorious, I have Regan. How are you, Regan? Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Just cruising? Yeah, just cruising. You busy? You uh, busy very, on the on the build-up? <laughs> very, I think, very um, busy. I think everybody else is in um, the same bucket as you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seen the seen the Wellington chat and the um the little group chats going mental. Everyone's 
doing their hardest to try and um, get their last little bits up to scratch or finished or competing for the painting prizes, which um, which I assume you are. I'm definitely pretty. Um, and as she got that go bit chat. As she, as she got that bed with the chats that I had to leave just so I could focus. Yeah, I feel you, man. They take up uh, a lot of time, especially when you're trying to concentrate and they just keep pinging up in the background. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, Regan is a pretty prolific painter on the scene. He's um, cracked out a, a, a lot of armies in a small amount of time. A lot of models, not a lot of armies, um, but it's always super clean and crisp. He's a Masters player. Yep. And currently a corn player, not a Stormcast player, so I'll like that one. <laughs> yeah, come, <laughs> I, I came back to my first love um, after yep. my brief stint with uh, Stormcast. Yeah, you've just come back with the wrong colour scheme, but you know we can talk oh, about okay. that later. Come on, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're losing some judges' point votes here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, if you want to just. Give us a quick overview, so like sort of how long you've been in the hobby, um, how long you've been, you know, pushing your painting for. So when did when did you sort of start um, coming to like the, the tournament scene here in New Zealand? Um, well, I was into the old 40k for a little bit and did a few that way, but I believe it was ValleyCon last year was my first AOS tournament. I uh, came to oh. that. So pretty yep. much been in the scene since then. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't aware that you played um a bit of forty k before that. I thought you were just doing um commissions. Uh yeah, no. Before uh, it was pretty much just myself back then. Um, playing a bit of bit of the old Space Marines. Not really into the commissions just yet, but got right into the painting. Uh, got pretty hooked after that Valleycon. Seeing everybody yep. else is pretty well done stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What were you playing back then? Uh, Valleycon. Um, there was actually corn. Corn was corn was my first one turning up with. Ah, oh, sweet. Did you go alright? When do you pick up um some a few painting votes back then, or did, was it sort of a, a slow grow into into the skills um, you got now? It's pretty much a slow grow. Um, as you, most of, well, you've said that I've uh. I'm quite good at painting quite a few models, but I am quite notorious for turning up with unfinished armies, which was probably I, the case back then. I think you're that happy medium, you know, like <laughs> some of the painters really don't like show up anything like slightly unfinished, but it's cool when they do because you're like, oh, cool. Like I'm human here. My army's a little bit over the place, but you guys are as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, what have you been working on in the in the build up to Notorious? Just give me a bit of a rundown. Well, I've been working on my corn force quite a bit. I uh, back in the day, I did the traditional red and gold, um, which didn't quite seem to get enough in the way of uh, paint votes for myself. So I decided to go with a little bit more uh, vibrant. Is yep. a word I could put for it. So I've gone with an orange and black scheme. So, so almost as good as red and gold, but you, 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 hey, you go popping off the hey. <laughs> red and gold. Uh, make make orange in some weird fantasy. <laughs> no, that's good. So, <laughs> so the whole idea was to to have it popping off the table a little bit more, was it? Yeah, pretty much. Just something that stands out, something that's a bit different. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I was going. 
how have you um how have you found painting so much orange? Because I know red's red's not as bad as it sounds, but every time I tried to paint orange, it's just a little bit of a disaster. Um, I don't know how many words I'm allowed to use in this uh, podcast, being on the internet and all, but uh, no, um, go hard. Tradi- <laughs> traditional uh, <laughs> traditional feelings when it comes to painting orange, it sucks. Yeah. Um, it is a right pain in the ass, but I think I've managed to nail it down with a few tips from a few other painters. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the other New Zealand guys, or have you got guys overseas that you sort of um, watch and follow and get some tips and tricks off? Uh, there's a few of the old YouTube and whatnot, but um, generally I just go to whoever's closest, whoever feels like answering my messages when I message it. Some ungodly hour. Well, I'm well, it's, it's not me when it comes to painting, so <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, so, so you've done this. You've done this orange. You haven't painted an, an orange army before, yeah? This, this no. Is your, this is your first one. Has, it is my first one. Uh, what What are some of the like? Have you picked up any cool tricks or any any way to make it easier along along the way? I know you like to use the airbrush a lot. That that must help. Um. Yeah, airbrush is pretty handy. It gets some coats down quite quickly. Quite. Uh, what's the word? Covered. Um, yep. but unfortunately that's decided to shit on myself. So I am now doing it all by hand. Uh, that's right. So, good At fun. By the looks of it, you had most of your, um, most of your base coats down well, the, the orange side of them, uh, before, before that happened, was it? Yeah, I, I had most of them. It's just the odd few character and whatnot, really. So yep. it's not too bad. Yeah. So, um, it's just a, few other colors i would have liked <laughs> are you are you using what's what sort of products are you using are you using a range of different um brands or are you are you stuck to one or you're a citadel man or a vallejo man what's your i was a, yeah pretty much i first of all i was quite a citadel man i've got a very large range probably almost the whole catalog yeah um but i've just started dipping into the vallejo colors now yeah um Especially their game color series, that was quite nice. Um, their orange is quite quite a nice orange to uh, cover with. Yeah. Compared to the Citadel ones, in my opinion, but no, no. yeah, that's that's what got that's you pretty here, much it, really. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely found it a lot a lot better when I stopped getting so many Citadel paints and and, and moved over to Vallejo. A lot of the um the the base the base paints for Citadel were quite quite good, but I find the 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 more layer paints I, I branch out. Are you sort of the same thing or? Yeah, well, that's what I'm starting to do. Um, I've had a few tips from a few others, um, like the metals and stuff. I definitely probably will stick with Citadel for that. They, they're quite a nice going metal yeah. color. Some of these other brighter um, colors, I've, I've moved to game color just out of personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so another thing you managed to do for us is you're a massive good cunt and you painted all our trophies for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can say I've painted all of them. Uh, we'll go with that. Started? <laughs> We've started. Yeah. We've definitely started. Um, now that's been a pretty good thing. Um, yeah, so uh, as, as most of you may have seen, I've already done the chaos and the order ones. Yeah. No, they're looking um, good, man. They, they came out pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Um, we're doing 
but yeah, that's pretty good because I can just, uh, they're big enough, I can take them to work and bust them out on a big spray gun. Yeah, that would speed it up they're a lot. In, oh, they're, they're done in way, way, way quicker. Uh, <laughs> so, um, have, have you, when you've built your list for Notorious, have you built it for a competitive standpoint or have you built it for a, like a painting standpoint? Because I know I hear a lot of painters talk about when they build their lists, they want different, different levels of models. So they're not so much like it, it might not be the optimum list, but they want to get like a, a, a infantry size model and then a, a medium size model and then a, a couple monsters sort of break it up and it gives those levels when they, when they, when they put them out for, uh, for judging. Have you done something like that or are you more tournament focused and paintings your, your second? Oh, yes. No, I'm, I'm definitely more painting first. Yeah. Um, I've taken pretty much what works for me. Um, and it's just coincidence that I've, I've got like the small infantry guy right up to a, a, a big behemoth that's going to work well and yeah. a few things in between. Um, so behemoth. Quite nice to have you. Behemoths and corn means bloodthirsters. Might be, I've actually, might be a cheeky bloodthirster popping up. There could be a cheeky bloodthirster. I've got a, quite a few little uh, bloodthirsters sticking around. Um, a few of the other mortal-looking behemoths could possibly make an entrance in the way of behemoths, manticores. Yeah. Your, um, could be quite fun. Your bloodthirsters are looking great, bro. Could you... Um, yeah, cheers. How, how, did, how, did, how did you achieve them? Because you've got... Obviously, we can't show you on the podcast, but... He, Regan's done sort of a alternative scheme, and it's more of a, a black gray skin with a almost like a fire effect in the wings. Could could you um have a little bit of a explanation on how on how you said pull those out because they look quite quite cool. Yeah, well, that's uh, pretty much taking dry brushing one hundred and one to three thousand and one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as you said, I've I've got the nice black sort of black skinned gray uh dry brushed up on the skin it's quite nice yeah and i've kind of followed the duncan tutorial with archeon's tail yeah with the fire end on the end oh yeah but i've just done it done it over a magnified over the wings so it's a little bit more than just a little tail end it's the whole wing yeah um taking it through the uh fair amount of layers that's on that yeah, right through. Uh, so you've dry brushed these up to, uh, and then washed them down. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So I've well based the whole color of the wing is a red. Um, washed that with the black. Brought the red back up slightly with the dry brush. Brought in some oranges. I've glazed it back down through to a more orangey red yep. with a bit of blood leader. Um, and then just put them back up again with dry brushing, just moving more towards the center as I get brighter. Yeah. So you find, uh, glazing or washing in between the sages has, has kept that, like, powdery sort of, like, I know you can dry brush well to the point where it's hard to tell, but you can always sort of tell that it's a little bit powdery if you, yeah. if you dry brush. Do you find that the wash sort of gets rid of that? Yeah, it's great. Um, it seems all blended in. It does take away some of that. The vibrancy, as you said, the chalk, chalkiness to yeah. it. Um, yeah, the, the trick is just to make sure it's 
there's you're not going to get these skimmy marks as you go over. Yeah, have a nice dry brush. Oh, that's, that's uh, I did make the mistake of one thirst where I had a wet brush. Never do that. <laughs> a wet dry brush. Easily fix it. <laughs> a wet dry brush. There, yeah, that does doesn't seem to work. Uh, it's only got to be that tiny bit, that tiny bit wet, eh, and it just fucks everything. Yeah, it does. What um? So yeah, nice dry brush. What sort of dry brushes do you use? Do you just use a an, an old munted brush, or do you use makeup brushes, or have you got another? Um, little secret. I just use this at the moment. I'm just using the standard uh, Citadel, oh, yeah. medium and small dry brushes. I don't feel the need to go any bigger than the medium. Yeah. Some of the stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but if it is something small, I will just go down to an old shitty brush that's, I don't know, been ruined somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen this <laughs> the Citadel dry brushes. I, I've only really heard of people using the. Uh, just an old shitty brush or using makeup brushes. Are they are they alright? They go they go well? But like, yeah, no, they, they nice, definitely so do go well. They must they must do a good job. Yeah. Um no they they definitely do well. As long as you look after them. Um my first one kinda didn't make it through very long because I didn't look after it. I didn't quite know how to look after it, but once I did Yeah, they 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 do last a lot longer yeah. than an old shitty brush or a makeup brushes tend to be a little bit too soft in some for some of them. Yeah, yeah, I've I've definitely found that that I sort of had to load it up, or maybe I just don't have the patience to sit there and and dry brush it with bugger all on the makeup brush, which <laughs> I think is what the point's supposed to be <laughs> is that it takes ages. Yeah. Uh, so have you have you tried to push any other techniques on um on this this corn army of yours, or have you sort of stuck to the basics that you know and just trying to refine those, or have I know you said you use Duncan, yep. Duncan's tutorial. So is that that that'll be one of your one of your new steps? Yeah, that's one of them. Um, I took a step I kind of learnt when I was doing my Stormcast army um, with the cloaks and stuff, um, wet blending, two brush blending those, which I've kind of used on uh, what capes there are in the okay, corn. Yeah, cool. Um, also used kind of like a feathering technique. I've just started with a, a a brighter color at the top of my orange and just feathered it down, so it's like a more of a natural highlight than a hard edge yeah, highlight. So you've sort of done that while it's while it's wet and sort of wiped it away, have you, or you sort of stippled it across or something? Yeah, pretty much. I've, I've just I've had a going from dry brush to wet brush. It's kind of like a wet brush, so it's very minimal paint on the brush still, but it is still wet. Yeah. And yeah, it's just going down there until pretty much there's no pigment left on the brush. Um, so the, the the darker orange at the bottom still shines. So it's just got that different level. Yeah. So is that is that how you've done the? I, I know you've you've managed to get from the pictures, from what I've seen. I don't, I haven't really seen too many finished ones in person. Uh, but on just your little armor plates on your Blood Warriors uh, that you've been posting lately, you've got quite a lot of contrast from. The top to bottom, or bottom to top of the um, those little armor panels with the brass around them. Is, is that sort yeah, of how you've achieved yeah, that's that? That's pretty it? much what yeah. I've done. Yeah, that's how I've yeah. done that. So just that's taken a few layers because obviously it's almost like a glaze as well. So a few layers of that um, before it actually starts to show. Yeah. Oh, cool. I thought you'd done that with the airbrush. So um, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty. Smooth. No, no, that's all done, all done by yeah. brush. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it gives you a lot more control that way, won't it? Yeah, it does. 
and definitely can put it places where you're not really going to see it or well, you will see it, but um, if you airbrush it, you're not really going to see much of it later yeah. on. Yeah. So having a bit more on that brush just to make it a little bit more uh, vibrant than what it is next to Yeah. tends to help. So you, you just tend to put the base colors down with the airbrush or a bit of a xenophil and then... Yeah. And then yeah, no, I tend to do more of a, more just the base coats um, with my Reavers. However, I did do like a Xenophil sort of technique yep. on that, where I've just painted the whole flesh one color, and then I've mixed that color again to make it a little bit more brighter, um, and gone with that Xenophil top down okay, sort of, yeah. just to give it a bit of a differentness yep. across the uh, skin. Sweet. And then the wash over the top of that just kind of ties it all nicely. How did you um? How did you find painting the? Have you finished the uh, the shrine yet? The terrain piece. Um. Even as we record, I'm still painting the priest, but the the war shrine is quite finished. Yep. As such. Oh no! Sorry, I mean the um the the terrain piece, not 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 your shrine. Oh, yeah, the, the okay. Skull altar, yeah. Yes, I have in fact painted. Yeah, no, I have in fact painted the skull altar. Um, finished that all up. Was it um? That was it all right to paint? It looked, yeah, it piece. looks quite strange. Like you, I feel like it'll look maybe too much if you did it all in one color. So breaking it up in the right places is kind of yeah. You definitely do need to break it up. I've, I've well, even with that, I've still done the traditional sort of red and gold because um, you never know where corn's going to pull these things up. So it's just whatever corn yeah. feels like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely breaking that up. It, it does look, especially when you've got all the trim, the gold does tend to kind of clash. So I've, I can't remember the word for it, but uh, made it look a bit more oxidized, a bit more weather. It's been out there a little bit longer than yep. it should be, um, which is enough to break that trim yep. up. So um, you've got black trim on your uh, infantry themselves. How did you... Yes. Um, I, I know previous to the corn you painted a, a anvils of Heldenheim Heldem 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 Hammer, is that what they are? <laughs> and, yeah, the, the black wrong, the black anvils Stormcast guys. Um army. Yep. And you managed to make it look like painting black like that's quite difficult where you've you've got a black model and sort of just on a rounded surface you managed to have like a, a a spot highlight where it looked like the the light was hitting it, and you sort of managed to do that on your your trim too, from what I've seen. Yeah, the the trim is a bit more of a different process. Um, like with the Stormcast, it was quite easy because I could airbrush all of that, do yep. that first. But with the orange, I kind of have to do the orange first, and then I've got to come in and do all the trim by hand a bit later on. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's just what was that sorry? Basically using that same glaze technique just to give it a nice edge highlight, but just a really thin highlight just to break it up where it's gonna shine yeah. a bit more. So you've sort of you've sort of done the edge highlight and then and then dragged off it like you've like you've done with the armor panels with that same sort of technique. Yeah, sort of. Um more so your traditional edge highlighting, but I've kinda made it to look a bit more realistic. So Closer to a bend that's in the light will be more of that highlight, and not just 
a black edge, uh, not just an edge highlight yeah. along the black. What um, what what sort of colours do you normally you know I mean? use for your your like black edge highlights? Because it's it's either going to be sharp or too sharp, if you know what I mean. Like you can't just slap white straight over top. I'm assuming because that would look like nah, like is it like a fucking zebra warrior or something? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, um, well, obviously, because I've gone with the orange, it's quite a warm colour. I've jumped on with a bit of a cooler grey to oh, highlight yeah. that and make my way down. So a bit of dark reaper mixed with black and just slowly mix through yeah. that way um, to get to like a, a blue-grey, yeah. like yeah, rust grey. They look quite blue, but that was from the photos, so it's kind of hard kind of hard to tell. Gives, gives. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely just sort of like, Cool, cool and warm contrast yeah. going a bit there. That looks great. Oh, well, man. Um, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Uh, no so hopefully this gives yep. some of the others that uh, that we don't know that are painters a bit of a insight into what some of the other painters are doing at Notorious. Uh, and gives all you guys, gives you guys the community a bit of a, a chance to get on the podcast and talk about something you like. You're passionate about you know yeah no that's awesome thanks for having me and if anyone needs to find me uh facebook's oh, you, a good idea before you disappear do you want to plug your uh your commission painting um yeah i do a little bit of commission painting um you can find me on instagram and twitter uh pyro paint studio pyro with a w just because i'm <laughs> clever like that but yeah have a look if you're interested, personal message me. But Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, man. And I'll see you just before Sweet Notorious, is. probably. All right. So <laughs> back to our next painter on our little painter spotlight. Uh, we've got Big Sean here, obviously. He's going to come in, say what's up, try and confuse Kyoto. me. No? Yeah. Yeah, kill him, bro. <laughs> yeah. Do what he's doing. And, uh, <laughs> and we have with us Sloan, the gatekeeper almost of New Zealand painting at the moment. How are you going, bro? Oh, wow, wow. Uh, I'm good, man. Yeah, no, I'm good. I actually just uh, took a break from painting just now. So uh, I'm fresh. I'm hot. Yeah? you got to put that paintbrush down for a second, man, because <laughs> you're like the Iron uh, Deepkin over here. What, what do you mean? <laughs> the gatekeeper. Comes in fast in turn one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there was a lot no. of different directions you could have gone with your yeah. deep pin, like, you fishy bastard or something. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah, early as fuck, bro. You <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's early lane. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so what Sean means by that is, uh, I think you've you, you've been winning painting awards pretty consistently since you turned up on the scene. Line. that would be about right that's a fair summary not trying yeah to yeah yeah no i mean it's uh it's been pretty sweet like i've uh every every competition i've gone to except for the one that i like judged i've won <laughs> uh since i started so yeah it's been that's pretty it's, pretty strong showing man <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm like i'm trying to trying to stay humble here but yeah like but i guess like fuck all y'all bitches like no <laughs> yeah, yeah. no no um i get because I've, I've just like i've shown up with pretty much a different army every time as well so i guess once i stop painting armies and start showing up with the same army people are just gonna be like yeah i don't give a shit anymore sloan like <laughs> yeah. move on do something new bro <laughs> seen it before 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It loses its charm. It really helps because I think like a lot of uh, players that vote for armies get like army fatigued. You know, they've seen the army a couple of times. Yeah, uh, we were talking about this with Tim last night, actually, who's um, who's coming down from Hamilton. Tim, probably correctly to say, the Godfather of Age of Sigmar in this country. Um, yeah, we would have seen. Yep, yeah, he started it up back in the day. Um, yeah. before your time slim, before you, yeah, well before we did. But you had his hand and brush, uh, brush and hand. Mm. And he he had a beautiful uh, Death Lords, I mean, Nagashin and Arcan and and the rest of it. And yeah. he was just like, every tournament he went through, he just won. And it got to a point where I think everyone was like, "Oh, that's Tim's army. It's awesome." But I've seen it six times, and it's one yeah. made award. So yeah. Um, so I think with yourself, because I remember seeing your Nurgle, which I think you won with, and you won yeah, with your yeah, that was that was well. the call to arms last year. Yeah, and have you won with your KO as well? Yeah, twice. Yeah, so three. Oh, there you go. Like three different armies <laughs> at four events. That's a pretty yeah. good turnout. All, all to an incredibly high level as well. So that, yeah, so. yeah. There was the Iron Jaws at, at Notorious last year as well when it was a bit smaller. Yeah. I think yeah, there yeah. there may be one of my favorite ones, the Iron Jaws. Oh, you're yeah. lucky. You're in luck. That's what's coming to next. Uh, next Notorious. No way. Oh yeah. Oh totally yeah. sweet. Oh, yeah, I'm painting. Up, I'm painting up some additions to it. Eh. Oh, that's killer. It's totally meme, but like. Oh, I mean, we will, I'm sure we'll touch on it soon, but I just, I, was, I, I could not finish the Fire Slayers in a way that I'd be proud of. So I thought, like, yep. oh, I can't paint 50 more models in four weeks, but I can paint like four. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you kind of didn't want to kill that quality to get to get the boys out on the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Fire Slayers is an army that I'm super passionate about. Um, they were the first ones I bought when I got into Age of Sigmar and uh, I started painting them and I was like, I am nowhere near good enough to do the, the fire slayers that I like, that I want to look like. Um, so I kind of, I got burnt out from painting like the first squad of fire slayers and they just sat there for months and months and months. And then I bought Nurgle and obviously Nurgle is like pretty easy mode when it comes to painting, if you want it to be. Um, but it's like, it's also really sweet to push if you want to, yeah. um, you know, it offers so many avenues to try new things. Which I think is a like a fledgling painter. That's um, that's pretty sweet, you know. It gives you a lot of opportunities to try new things and be quite creative. Uh, and that's yeah. exactly what I did, you know. Like every kind of model in my Nurgle army was kind of different and better than the last, um, just because I try something new and I go that works really well and that turned out like shit. So I'd yeah, move on and I'd keep on doing things like that. It's a great way to boost the confidence, isn't it? When they're they're quite easy models to do basic techniques like dry brushing and and glazing on. Yeah. It. So every yeah, time yeah, you look yeah. at I mean, it, you well, try I mean, when, something new, and you're yeah, you're, you're feeling pretty happy about it because they're the techniques that sort of are totally, pretty hard and you get to more, and you get pretty you get pretty efficient at those techniques, which means that you can get to a point where you're happier faster, which means that you can kind of spend a little bit more time on the techniques that you maybe weren't as confident in, and you can start trying new things because you're like, well, I've already got them to this stage pretty quick, like let's try something new here. And um, that's kind of like what really pushed my iron jaws was like I had already mastered kind of, well, not mastered, obviously no one can fucking master this sort of thing in a year. But like I'd gotten confident enough to um, paint my iron jaws to a point where base coats were on, the layers were all on. I was pretty happy with skin tones and how the highlights were going. And, and I was like, I just want to take them a little bit further. So that's when I started getting into like, you know, freehanding the little like jagged patterns. I battle damaged every single panel of armor on my iron jaws um and you know i like learned a lot about how to like weather and damage during that project so yeah i think i think that process of like trying something getting getting good and getting confident getting faster is a great way of i mean it goes without saying is a great way of getting better as a painter 
Yeah, totally. Just to derail before we go back on the Iron Jaws, once, mm. upon, a, once upon a time I had uh, a Fire Slayers army, and I wanted to do <laughs> my Fire Slayers right. here exactly the same way that you've done your Fire Slayers here. Oh, no shit. Like like a, like a burning flame? Yeah, yeah. Um, my yeah. one looked absolutely nothing like your one, and it was a <laughs> fucking dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> how, did, how did you do it? Like, I'm, I'm very interested. Oh, um, yeah. So I spray my fire slayers white to start with because there's a lot of bright tones. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a pain when it comes to like doing the metallics because putting gold over, uh, over white's kind of like cancerous. Um, but yeah, I start with white and for the, for the beards and the hair, I then go into like a bright yellow. Like I think I use aerial yellow, which is like bright sort of like layer paint yellow. Um, and it goes over white nicely. Like you only really need to do one coat and then that, that kind of establishes that kind of mid-tone quite nicely and then i uh i give it a wash of cassandora because i just want to kind of like establish some like bridges and recesses because otherwise it looks kind of flat um and then it's a matter of glazing in like i think i use wild rider red um because if you thin down red and paint it over yellow it's going to end up orange and so like you can do like a really thin glaze of the orange and you kind of start that halfway you glaze it up to the tip of your tip of your beard or your mohawk yeah. uh, and that, that first coat's orange and then the second time you do it it's going to get closer to red because obviously it's thin layering over so it gets like red and then the last step i do is i just do a dry brush along the very top with black because like i get that dry brushing is a kind of rookie or not you know rookie but like a pretty entry level technique but in this case like i re- amongst pro painters eh? yeah it, like, it really is but i think it's i don't understand fantastic. why but yeah, like there's so there's so many good applications for it. And in this case, I wanted it to look kind of sooty. You know, like it's it's like uh, it's hair that's been set on fire, so the ends are going to be pretty burned, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I wanted, and that's how I that's how I achieved that. Yeah. So thin glazes was kind of the secret there. Yeah, uh, I can say I skipped um, pretty much all of the middle steps. Went white, put some yellow, and dry brushed some black, and it looked like shit. So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe um maybe if somebody else is trying to do that um that same sort of look because I think it's um it's one of the lodges or something has hair styled that way which is where I got my inspiration yeah. from uh, yeah yeah me too me too I just didn't think it was extreme enough in the tone yeah like yeah. the tones the tones pretty like toned back and I didn't really like it I wanted it to be like bright fire so yeah totally oh, they yeah. look wicked they look absolutely awesome can't wait to see them on the table but. Not at Notorious. Yeah, I'm gutted I can't bring them to Notorious. Like, I'm real gutted, but I just I just wouldn't be happy with myself if I rushed them. And I didn't really want to burn out on them either, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a real a risk of, of that. Pain, man. Oh, a lot it's of... So much. Yeah. I don't like, know I think... how you feel about flesh, but it's a lot of flesh as well. Yeah, and, like, I don't half-ass my flesh, so I've been sort of, like, wet blending my flesh, getting glazes into the shadows. And then I go through and I add, like, little scars and scratches because I want my fire slayers to look like they've actually been out slaying shit. And since the Battle Tome came out, the new artwork has them depicted, well, some of them, with tattoos. So now I have to add fucking oh, yeah. tattoos to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's the, the skin is like the ass point of Fire Slayers. There's no doubt about that. It takes the longest out of any of the steps. I mean, they are naked. Like, there's a lot of skin. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, I didn't really want that to break me. <laughs> yeah. So when you paint your, your Fire Slayers, they're obviously, like, quite a high model count army what sort of batches do you mm. paint in do you, i see you putting up a lot of pictures mm. of fives is that 
Is that sort of your go-to? So, is that your happy medium? Uh, I I actually only post pictures of fives. I do them. Uh, I did I did the units of five pictured like that because that's how they come. But I actually painted that Auric Hearthguard in a unit of fifteen. Um, fifteen at and once. And I did a, yeah. And the the unit before that was a unit of thirty Volkites that I did at once. You're an animal. <laughs> no wonder you can push so many <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that still took me like three or four weeks, you know, because I only can do it in the evenings and I was juggling like commissions that I had going at the time. And I've also started Lord of the Rings. And so I've got that going at the same time. And I've also started 40K now. So I've got that going. <laughs> uh, never ends. So yeah. Fuck up the punishment. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Next, I just kind of yeah. love it, eh? <laughs> Next thing you'll be painting checks and complaining about them. <laughs> uh, you know what I, I decided to do Imperial Fists uh, for my Primaris um, is that the yellow one yeah that's the so. yellow one yeah and like I'm kind of a, yellow, like, yeah. yeah and it's like I don't I don't want to half-ass the yellow so I'm like glazing in orange for my shadows and I'm like brightening it up with a bit of white towards the the, the ridges and then I've got an edge highlight and uh, I'm kind of against uh, I'm not against but like I, I don't think it would uh, challenge me to use um, transfers, so I'm like freehanding the fist icons on their shoulders, and nice. <laughs> and like that's a pretty small little fist, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I love doing that sort of stuff. Like it takes time, but that's the reward for me. Yeah. Did, did like you have I did, any I did a unit of... Did you have any background in painting before before you started cranking this stuff out, or have you just? Yeah. really quickly and uh, put a lot of yeah. time into it so i did like a stint of painting when i was like 10 like painting i painted necrons which is not even really painting i think i like drowned them in oh, lead yeah. belcher and then yeah bulk <laughs> on metal that's it and yeah. then uh, and then dipped them in brown ink basically because i wanted them to look rusty <laughs> <laughs> um that's that was that was my experience of painting when i was like year 10 then i sort of gave up when i went to boarding school and everybody bullied me for having warhammer books so yeah. i stopped then um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I took all my codexes, uh, not codexes, uh, white dwarfs with me as like reading material when I'd be like, you know, just chilling out at the boarding school. And like they lasted like two weeks. <laughs> someone found them. Someone found them. Someone tore them all up and fucking gave me a whole lot of shit for them. So yeah, didn't really I think continue after that. Go back into like a closet little hobbiness at that sort of age as well. If it's not like yeah. your mate's giving you shit, it's like you want to chase girls or not chase. <laughs> but you know that's like, right it sort of hits the, it sort of hits the kid side that way and you're just like oh this is a bit nerdy let's put it away and yeah. then you grow up a bit more and you're like you know what fuck other people i'm yeah. gonna do what i want yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, i like that you know? i yeah. mean that was yeah i mean that was my story but i there's been so many other people i've talked to have been very similar like that. yeah yeah no because like high school yeah is kind of low tolerance for that sort of stuff eh? and you're just like oh, so exactly. concerned with fitting in and like I, I, I was anyway yeah but yeah and then i and then i kind of picked it up again when i was maybe 16 17 towards the end of high school um this is after i left boarding school and i was living at home um i started painting and i painted a couple of odd things like i painted like a dreadnought painted a couple of tyranids um and like i was never bad at it because i've always been quite artistic like as a kid i was always into drawing i did art at high school and now i'm a graphic designer like that's what i do for a job like i've always been yeah. kind of like i've always had a bit of a knack for it um but yeah like miniature painting like getting into it properly that was like september 2017 was like when i first picked it up 
So yeah, it's yeah. getting yeah. on like a and year and a half now. Or was the other miniatures that you? Oh no, no, it was straight into Warhammer. I walked into the Warhammer store and came out with a fire slayer to start collecting. Yeah, yeah. Nathan worked his magic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> typical old Nathan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we talked a lot about your fire slayers. We talked about your past. We got to know sort of who Sloan is a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you've touched on you're bringing Iron Jewels to Notorious. Yeah. You you got, I mean, you sort of did touch on it before because you were throwing out information left, right, and center. But is there any any sort of real reason other than, you know, you didn't feel like you could get the, um, the Fire Slayers done in time? Or is it just that, like, you love the army? Like, uh, a bit of you... both. Like, I get, I get real bad anxiety and, um, like, competing, like, being in a competitive zone kind of just makes me really anxious. Like, and I don't enjoy myself if I get too, like, worked up. Like, you know, if I, if I'm, if I'm losing, I get really, you know, sweaty and, you know, flustered and I start making mistakes and stuff like that. And, um, I think if I was to take Caradron, which is like my other finished army, which I was fully prepared to take originally, um, I think I would get into that mindset of trying to like, you know, actually thinking I have a chance and like trying to win. <laughs> but if I take, Iron Jaws, then I don't think there's going to be any risk there's, of that. I think I can just go and literally smash and bash and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's absolutely no stress of playing Iron Jaws, is there? Yeah. No, it's, no, it's exactly. Got the like, I don't have expectations to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but- and and same, same goes for Fire Slayers. I think if I were to actually finish Fire Slayers, I think I would really try because I know that they've actually got a pretty fighting chance now pretty good fighting chance yeah totally i remember the first time i saw your iron jewels was probably at notorious and uh and they really stood out to me because they're they're all different they're all different colors all the orcs are slightly different skin tones everything's beat up and damaged and how how did you say you ended up painting them like that it was painting with friends or something was it and you were doing a model at a time yeah there was like a um it was like this Facebook group I joined through some friends I made on Instagram and they started like this Facebook page and uh, it was like six months and every month you add like a different unit to your army and like each month had a theme. And so like one month it was like, um, you know, the power of magic or something like that. So you add something like a wizard to your army or something like that. And, um, and so it was, it was kind of incremental like that. So I started off with, some, I think I started off with three pigs, five brutes. And I think the, I think that was it. And then, you know, every month you paint something more like that. But like the idea was that you had a na- you'd have a narrative that kind of drove where the, the, the army went. And so I kind of wrote this fluffy bullshit about a mega boss who would go around and, you know, he had his boys and he'd beat the shit out of another Iron Jaws clan um, and, you know, reduce them down to like the last dude and give him the option to like join his mob or die. And so that's why there's a whole lot of dudes who just have different colored armor because they were like the literally last person in their clan and they joined up. And so that's why everybody's kind of got this like mishmash of different colors because they've just come from all these different like zones of where this mega boss had gone and just completely fucked them up. Yeah. <laughs> but they all, they all kind it's of work as hell together. And I love it. <laughs> when you look at the army complete yeah. on the table, they all kind of work together. How, why do you, why do you think that is? Did you, do that on purpose or do you think something like the basing pulls them all together or is the tone sort of similar? Yeah, definitely, definitely things like basing, having similar room colors and all that sort of stuff keeps it all together. But I definitely planned it all out before I started as well. So I like got my 
color palettes for the unit sorted. So every five brutes have the same color skin, yeah. but they have different colored armor. Um, and that's kind of how I tell the, the squads apart. Same with the, 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 the pigs is like every three pigs have a different color pig. Um, so yeah, there's certain elements that kind of keep it together, but I think it's things like the treatment of damage. Like everything has that kind of beaten steel. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the, all of the bases are obviously the same. There's similar patterns through it. You know, like I've got that kind of that cool iron jaws flame, that kind of geometric flame pattern. Everything has that kind of going across it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't expect it to work together. If I'm honest, I thought this is going to look like shit. No, I'm going to think this is cool. <laughs> like, you know, every, everything else I'd seen up until that point was like, you know, armies, you know, like everything's yellow, everything's black, everything's red. Um, you might have a squad that's different to, you know, represent something, but for the most part, yeah, they're just the armies. And then this came out and I was like, oh, I guess it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's, it's really, and other people also do. It's really impressive because I, I'm very, everything has to be symmetrical and everything has to be uniformed. Like I know me and Sean both can't set out a table of terrain without having like a little stroke, but it's not all symmetrical <laughs> or all in the right place. But then I somehow yeah. look at your oh, army yeah. and, it, and it all works. And I think um, yeah, oh, that's that good. point you raised about all having the same sort of battle damage and that same symbol recurring across all the models. Yeah. Mix them yeah. with the bases. I think maybe that's why it, it draws together so well. Yeah. Because it really is I mean, it also helps me just kind of like lump them all together and it just does kind of look like this uh, kaleidoscope. You yeah. know, and like a kaleidoscope isn't like ordered in any way, but it's like it's all together, you know. So maybe just like putting them all together helps as well. You just look at it and go, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? That draw my eye. It's like organized chaos. Yeah, it genuinely does. Yeah, it genuinely does look like someone has literally like united the tribes. Um, yeah. And put them awesome. all into like all sort of like raised them into one banner. That's mm-hmm. sort of, and I think I. I think I said something similar to you the first time I saw it, and you're like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for." And I was like, "Well, you've done it well because that's like, as soon as I said, it, it looks like yeah, you've got a leader and he's got like a cool little unit, but then like everyone else is sort of representing their own little colors, and it's very orky as well. It's very lore wise. Totally, you know? like, totally. I'm pretty sure old fancy world. That's what Grimgore used to do. He just used to go around beating up on like all the old sort of. I mean, I could be wrong. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone knows better. But he used to just go around beating up the other orcs, being like, "I'm the best. Come join me. We're gonna go fight." Yeah, and everyone did, and that's it's exactly, like, exactly that, yeah. And that's yeah. I think what Gordrak is pretty much doing as well. Like, you know, his command it's ability very... is like de- destruction wide. Like, it's not specific to Iron Jaws. I think it's because he's supposed to be like this kind of dude that everybody's like kind of scared of, so they follow him. <laughs> yeah, like the Uniter of Clans or some shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'd be real, you know? real excited if they did something similar to what they did with Legions, but with like Gordrak, and they just kind of pulled all the green skins together, and he was kind of like the the epitome of like the green skin Legions. I think that'd be yeah. pretty fucking cool. Call the book like Gordrak's War or something like that. That's cool. I like that idea. Gordrak's Boys. Gordrak's Boys. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and he's kind of like the Nagash of destruction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Has a smaller hat. He's <laughs> yeah. not a magician. <laughs> yeah. So um the the but, battle damage on your iron jaws, is that sort of something that you tried out to like a, a big extent for the first time? 
on that army? Because I know you, it's translated a bit over to your KO, like you've really beat up the ships, mm. but is that sort of where it started yeah. in mass? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like the the Nurgle didn't really have armor panels to like try that sort of stuff in. So with Nurgle, I like explored a bit of rust and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like scratching up painted metal like you see in Iron Jaws, because, you know, like their metal's always painted in a color. So, like, trying that out was definitely, um, was definitely in Iron Jaws the first time I give it a go. And I, I tried a f- various different ways of doing it. Like, I tried with a sponge, I tried with a brush, I tried with stippling. Um, but, you know, like the, the kind of core, the core layering works across. Like, you know, it's always like a brighter version of the color to look like the primer then like the brown to look like a bit of rusted metal and then like stormhose silver to look like the bare exposed metal underneath you know yeah and like did you learn what did what did you learn upon doing it like was there a an a quickest way because obviously you paint very very quickly you put a lot of time in but i think you still paint pretty quickly Mm. compared to most people was there like a, a a shortcut maybe not a shortcut but a quickest way to <laughs> to get that battle damage on there like yeah i think um for me the 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 shortcut was like giving less of a yep. fuck um like you can get pretty caught up on the details but i think destruction is an army where you can kind of get away with being quite liberal and quite expressive with that sort of stuff like i would just sort of thin my paint and i'd like I'd look like fucking Picasso for a couple of minutes because I was just kind of like rotating the miniature around in my hand and just kind of like scratch, 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 dab, 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 yeah, scratch, 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 you know. And um, like I wasn't really like thinking, oh yeah, this is kind of where a scratch would be. Oh yeah, scratch would look good in this angle and stuff like that. I started out like that, but it quickly descended into like, yeah, fuck you, I'm just fucking this guy up. All right, and um, that made it. Uh, that made it quicker, and it also looked badass. <laughs> so bash a dozen beers if you want yeah, to have a crack, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to sort of make something that's battle damage like in a planned sort of controlled fashion as well. Totally, um, and and KO just, was even worse for that. Yeah, I've just like I've learned that myself and trying to when I try sort of paint an organization and such like that. Like the Celestine Prime Swirl is one that sort of I remember doing, and I'm thinking I was like, okay, every sort of one that's like this size has to have this, and then I was doing it. I was like, this looks like shit. I just need to get random. Mm. And I couldn't do it. My brain couldn't do it. I was just like, it is hard, eh? It is hard to like force random. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you just sort of and naturally I, fall the pattern. Totally, totally. It's like human nature to stuff, like finding a rhythm. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the Caradron was even worse because like they are obviously really geometric shapes. You know, like everything's like straight and lined up on Caradron and then trying to like break that with like scratches and chips and not like conform to those lines that like the, the models have already established. It was quite tricky. Um, but again, it just came down to like giving less of a fuck. It was kind of like a, I think something like damage. It's kind of like a forest for the trees kind of vibe. Like yeah, it's especially with like the ships on Caradron. Cause there's so much going on. Like, maybe one in a thousand people are going to get up and like inspect all of your little chips that you've put on your model. Like most people are just going to kind of like hold it or even look at it at a distance and just go, holy shit, that's awesome. You know? And so like getting tied up and tied down on like all of those little details, I think is just going to hold you back. Um, Yeah. So that's like a pretty key key takeaway from doing something like damage. That's, 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 that's pretty insightful. I, I, it's something I'd really like to do on, uh, on my corn army but every time i sort of 
just oh, about fuck, finish yeah. the model and then i'm like man i should fuck this up and then i was like i spent way too long to fuck this up now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's like uh, i don't know if you guys have ever watched like bob ross and like it's Bob like Ross will like finish off a painting and you go, oh, <laughs> hell yeah, that looks good. And then, he, and then he'll be like, you know what? This needs a treat. And he'll just do a big brown line right through the middle of the painting. You're like, what the fuck? And then he finishes it off and it like looks dope. It's kind of like yeah. the step of like battle damaging. I've got like my Primaris Marines kind of like looking pretty, pretty crisp at the moment. And I'm at that stage now where like, do I damage them? Do I make them look hardcore? I don't know. They're looking pretty crispy. <laughs> like, there's no oh, going back. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So is there any, any part of your army? I'll ask you something I've asked everyone else. Any part of your army that you're like really proud of with your iron jaws, anything that you've done and you're like, fuck that. Looks oh, I really feel like good. I can answer this totally question something for you. you at this point. Yeah, Mega Boss on uh, foot. It's like the 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 best thing I've done. It was like the most enjoyable thing I've ever painted. Oh, actually, that's that's a strong call. I mean, I I had a good time painting that Mega Boss on foot, and I learned so many things, so many things. That was when I first sort of tried out like that, um, like stippling chipping, and it took oh, so yeah. long, but it looked yeah. so good, especially on the yellow because like the Rhinox brown kind of contrasts so nicely to it. Yeah, here, here I was thinking you were going to say, oh, that Lord Arcanum on foot that you painted for me. Was- <laughs> oh, top five, bro. Totally, totally. I spent, I spent oh, yeah. probably a good two, two, three hours just, just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure that got even. me my, yeah, I'm pretty sure that got me my three hand points at Cancun. So, yeah. I'm pretty sure you've still got a, you've still got one waiting with me, eh? Because you got best sport. That's right. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did talk about this at some point. Yeah, we haven't some discussed point. that. I got a, I got something on a troll on to give you. I don't know. Anyway, more about you. <laughs> All um, right. So the mega boss. So yeah, just yeah. just the technique, the stippling, the chipping, the weathering that you did on it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I gave him a big like cheesy rock to stand on as well. Like I kind of like carved up this cork base, and it looks kind of uh-huh. like a pride rock. And it's totally fucking extra. And it's actually really yeah. annoying in yeah, like he's, gameplay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, like, is like the being born moment where he's just standing right up there. To- he yeah, exactly. Like, he's like that Urukai in like Helm's Deep that gets up on the rock and just kinda like moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was that was probably like the highlight of the army for me. Um yeah, I think that's kind of where it all came together. I mean, that's the mega boss that actually like unites them. Like, it's not the one on the Maw Crusher. Um, yeah, that was the one on the foot was supposed to be the badass one. He's like, I don't need a fucking Maw Crusher to like fuck dudes up. Like, I prefer to get my feet on the ground. That was kind of his attitude. Too stubborn for a Maw Crusher. Think, I think it's, it's, it's a but, massive yeah. model, wasn't he? Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. I've seen a lot of cool conversions um, using that as a base for like forty k orcs because yep. he's so massive and like staunch. Got a really cool pose. Uh, it's on yeah. a 60 mil, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so he is pretty fucking massive. Yeah, he's pretty chunky. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could talk all night at this rate. To be honest, your energy is quite infectious. <laughs> <laughs> I do fucking did love you, painting. <laughs> yeah, did, did you have any other questions, Sean, for Tubbs? For, uh, I for feel like here, I could or, just or, sit or there and to... pick his brains for, uh, especially on the chipping side of things, but... um. <laughs> We're at that 30 minute right. mark. So I think um, we should give Sloan a, yeah, definitely yeah. give Sloan a chance to um, 
push his uh his his Instagram and his and his uh commission painting he's got going before we uh kick him off. He doesn't yeah. need to, bro. Yeah, yeah. He's even bigger than us. He, he doesn't need our help. He doesn't <laughs> oh, need our <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, the commission painting's actually sort of just going on hold for a bit, eh? Like, uh, like I've just had a few, few projects that have been kind of kick ass, um, in terms of kicking my ass. Um, so I'm just kind of like letting it chill and trying not to let the commission stuff take over my own stuff. Um, so I'm just kind of like keeping it down to heroes and things that I actually want to paint. Other than, rather than things that are just kind of going to kill me rather in the than process. Rhipodactyl riders, um, no more, no more skinks from skinks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to call out any names. Oh, I'll but, call them uh, out. Yes, skinks. <laughs> skinks. Skinks broke me almost. Eh? There was sixty of those fuckers, and um, yeah, they were just like a weight on my brain every single day. Just like, oh, there's still so many of them. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, I'm um, just trying to like trying to like keep it keep it to you know how I want to keep moving forward as an artist and you know doing things. So I got like a Moretti on the table at the moment, and I'm fucking loving painting that. Um, I've got this really old school high elves dragon that's like lead, like it's really old. <laughs> so um, like Nathan gave me that to paint, so I'm pretty excited about painting that. Like dragons are always pretty good fun. Like a pretty classic fantasy geek out moment when you're painting a dragon. So yeah, just yeah, trying to keep it to that sort of stuff. That's sweet. Yeah. And so if people want to check out your your wares, you know, your, mm. your painting models and so on, where do they find you, bro? Uh, so yeah, I'm Sloan underscore paints underscore stuff on Instagram. Um, Sloan paints on Twitter. Um, and I've got a Facebook for like the more sort of like professional side of things called Sloan Ranger Studio. Um, and I just kind of like post more portfolio kind of stuff up on there, things that are finished. And I kind of talk about it a bit more on Facebook, Instagram's a bit more casual. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where you'll find me. If you want to check out my shit. Sweet. Cheers, bro. Awesome, man. We'll, we'll no, thank you guys. And yeah. lastly, mm. just before you go, is there any specific category that you're looking to try possibly take at Notorious? Other than you know the best overall, whatever. Are you quite eager on one of the monster or hero categories or, or whatever? Oh no, nah, bro! I want a podium, eh? I want a podium. I want to come first, second, or third. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm bringing the chores now. Um, yeah. I haven't actually given the uh, the categories a close inspection. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I mean, I'm just gonna bring my army and hope for the best. But um, are those I'm categories like time and into it? Eh? <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> <laughs> oh what's the players pack bro um yeah yeah no uh is it is it like bringing separate stuff or is it just stuff in your army yeah so the so there's the best overall paint uh best overall judge best overall player vote um and then there's the open category which you just bring anything you want as long as you mm -hmm. painted it yeah uh and then there is the the other ones are like the hero yeah, shit, what do we got, Sean? Unit. We got unit monster hero. Yeah, it's all from your army. So Yeah, sweet. Alright, so it's just whatever you're bringing on the day for the yeah. for the game anyway. Yeah. So, so there's there's one category which is fully open to whatever the hell you like. Yeah. Um which has got a few people excited and I've got quite a lot of questions on. So good. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, because cool. cause my mega boss on foot isn't actually in my list, so maybe I'll bring him along and he can he can, he can, he can <laughs> flaunt his shit. Uh 
I've actually, I've got such a cheesy list, guys. I'm running like two more crushes. <laughs> Push the cabbage yeah. around. That's awesome. Have you grudged? Do you have a grudge round yeah. one? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm grudging um, Matt. <laughs> oh, awesome. Matty. Yeah, you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm yours with I'm yours. Oh, oh yeah. that fucking That's table is going to look ridiculous. Yeah. It's going to be pretty sweet. Or it'll be over in like <laughs> two turns. <laughs> Yeah, who gets smashed and bashed off pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I am one drop, Ooh. so that's good. He's two. Oh, I think he is. Oh, no, I think he's two. Oh, don't tell him that. He's going to be upset. It's on. Yeah, sweet. All right, Sloan, thank you very much for spending some time with us tonight. Cheers, very oh, much. Boys. Appreciate it. Hopefully the listeners are coming out of it. I definitely did. I feel like painting some models now is pretty rare. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, I've done my yeah. job then. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Uh, thanks Wait. a lot, and we're looking forward to seeing you at Notorious, my friend. Sweet. Yeah, Cheers, bro. bro. You too. Thanks, guys. To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical dishes in your bushes. Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies. The back of the club, sipping my wet is where you find me. The back of the club, macking holes, my crew's behind me. Mad question asking, passing, music blasting. But I just can't quit because one of these homies Biggie got to creep with, sleep with, keep the epic secret. Why not? Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot. Now check it. I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed. Believe me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy. No need to be greedy. I got mad friends with Benzes. See notes by the layers. True to life players. Jump in the Rover and come over. Tell your friends jump in the GF3. I got the chronic by the truth. Throw your hands in the air if you's a true player. To the honeys getting money, playing fellas like dummies. Uh. You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby. Baby. Uh. Straight up, honey, really, I'm asking. Most of these fellas think they be macking, but they be acting. Who they attracting with that line? What's your name? What's your sign? Soon as he buy that wine, I just creep up from behind and ask you what your interests are. Who you be with? Things to make you smile. What numbers to dial? You gonna be here for a while? I'm gonna call my crew. You gonna call your crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two. Plans to leave, throw the keys to little C's. Pull the truck up front and roll up the next one so we can steam on the way to the telly. Go fill my belly. A T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch is great. Conversate for a few. Cause in a few, we gon' do what we came to do Ain't that right, boo? Forget the telly, we just go to the crib And watch a movie in the jacuzzi Smoke L's while you do me I love it when you call me Big Pop Throw your hands in the air If you's a true player I love it when you call me Big Pop To the honeys getting money Playing fellas like dummies uh. I love it when you call me you got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby Baby Imagine and Benz is giving ends to my friends and it feels stupendous. Tremendous cream, get a dollar and a dream. Still tote get strapped with infrared beams. Chopping O's, smoking line optimals. Money ups and clothes, all a brother knows. A foolish pleasure, whatever. I had to find a buried treasure. So grams I had to measure. However, living better now. Coochie sweater now. Drop top BMs, I'm the man, girlfriend. Honey, check it. Tell your friends to get with my friends. 
we could be friends. <laughs> Shit, we could do this every weekend. That's right. All right. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Keep banging. Junior Mafia, represent, baby, baby, uh. 